0: Happens, I I happens, I I
1: Welcome everyone to episode 261 of the Thumbsick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan.
2: I'm Eric. I'm Corey.
1: Will is uh, going to join us momentarily, I guess. Uh, we are going to be doing a spoiler Spoilerific episode of uh covering inside. Uh Will hasn't played it yet, so he's just gonna join us after the main segment. Uh also if you haven't played Inside, uh you might want to wait uh and listen later. Uh we will post, I think, the someplace in the show notes, right, Corey, where uh the time that we start the other segments, yes. I guess, after the after the main segment, which is Yes gonna be talking about inside.
2: So if you cruise on over to ThumbstickAthletes.com mm-hmm. uh, as early as Thursday, the 21st, I should have the post up that we'll have the show notes with the specific time code that you need to go to.
1: Sounds good. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's our main topic. Anyone have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode?
3: Uh, will briefly touch on I Am Setsuna, just initial thoughts, just because, uh, we're doing our episode on that next week, but, yep. uh, other than that, all I played was a shit ton of Rocket League, as usual.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, Video Ball.
3: Oh, yeah, I played Video Ball. Yeah. That's right, and Corey did, too, so I we did. Can talk yeah. a little bit about, oh, I'm glad you're here, Corey, because I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Very nice. I uh, feel
3: like I'm forgetting something else, too, to be honest with you.
1: Pokemon whatever. Go. A lot more uh, of that. We'll be, talk- time. we'll be talking about Pokemon Go. I also played I Am Setsuna. We'll talk a little bit about that. I think I played for about two hours earlier today. Um, there's one of the. Oh, I played The Witcher. I'll talk a little bit more about Blood and Wine uh, and what,
2: what I played. So.
1: Alright, that's it for. Well, yeah, we don't know what Will has to tease. Well, you'll have to stay tuned, right?
2: What was he asking me about? Not to spoil it, I don't know if he's gonna talk about, it, but he's asking me Final Fantasy IX questions. So maybe on his trip, he was playing the mobile version of Final Fantasy IX.
1: Oh, maybe. <clears throat> Certainly possible. Okay. Let's get into, uh, Inside. Uh, now I'll give my thoughts first, and then we'll, we'll get into the spoiler, spoiler parts of it. But, uh, I loved Inside. It's really, really great. Uh, really like, uh, Stark kind of art style. Uh, the sound is, is very good, very well done. Um, it's a, it's an excellent game. Uh, you know, kind of light on the game elements. You guys talked about the puzzles being just hard enough, uh, and I, I agree with that. You know, it's it's the type of situation where just when you're about getting stuck, maybe, uh, you figure it out. You're like, oh, duh, uh, and, it, and it hits you and you, you move right along. I never found myself toying around with a puzzle for more than like a minute or two.
3: There were a couple that had me stumped uh, for a little while. One was the first time you come across the, the water on, on the ceiling.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to get up there.
0: hmm
3: And then another one was when you come out of a room, there's, like, this big empty area. And then there's a switch somewhere you can have, I think, in that room that you come out of that can raise the water mm-hmm. and lower the water. Mm-hmm. I had a little trouble figuring that one out too.
2: Gotcha. That was it's funny Eric because that was the one that caught me up too. Yeah, Uh, I
3: had to take a break from the game for a little bit.
2: That's that's what I was just gonna say. That's when I took my break and ate my dinner, and then I came back and it just immediately clicked. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny how that works.
1: The only one I got stuck up on was the one where you had to move the giant hay baler thing with your people, and then you like had to run and jump and fall through the hole and have them push it all the way over. That's the one puzzle I got stuck on for. Uh, like like I said, two or three minutes
2: probably before I figured it out. That was probably my favorite sequence. Yeah. Now that you mention it, Just trying to round up all those cronies to help you do different things. Yeah. Yep. I play a whole fall, game yeah. based on that. Yeah. Was Wasn't that what Oddworld is?
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. Uh, the game started actually a little differently than I thought it would. Your character the a little kid I guess is what it seems starts outside and kind of infiltrates these whatever whatever you're going through. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought the, I thought you were trying to escape from something but you start in the woods and head towards uh towards civilization which I thought was a little different than I expected.
3: Ah. I didn't think about that but yeah. That's interesting. Um I kind of like how there's different sections to the game. Yeah. I guess I didn't really notice it while I was playing it, but thinking back now, when you said start at the beginning, Dan, I immediately thought, oh, that's the part where the people with flashlights were looking for me.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: You know? Yeah. And then it goes to the dogs. Yeah. And then it goes, is it the pigs after that?
1: Yeah. Right. At, yeah. Right at the beginning, you're kind of wandering through farms.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But the beginning was awesome. It gives it gives you a real like eerie, strange feeling yep. to what's going on. Um, I liked that immediately. I liked that more than what Limbo offered, like the spiders and shit like that. I don't know. I just liked being chased by whoever this like organization was, or yeah. whoever was after me. I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You definitely feel like they're 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 because or- the game doesn't tell you anything. It's all visual and and audio. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, inputs that you you know I guess you kind of make of it what you will but it does seem like there there is some sort of a or, uh, seek organization that's that's yeah running something that's keeping something secret. Uh, there's experimentation uh, involved um, and yeah it does the game does a great job of 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 having you experience all that and 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 decide for yourself what you think it could be right. Absolutely, Cora. What do you think of the, and the, game?
3: the how good was? the one of the first times you go in water it might be the first time you go in water where there's um, a couple people up on a bridge with the flashlights and yeah. they're flashing the lights down on the water. How good did that water look? Mm-hmm. Oh my God.
1: The game was beautiful. Oh, it was
3: beautiful. So good.
1: It's one of those games I've talked about before, but you could take any like still screen from the game and have it be like a piece of nice artwork.
2: Like a movie it's, poster. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: It's been the background on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. One of the pictures I took oh, during uh, my, my playthrough of it has been my
1: background for since then. Yeah, I should do that. That's a great. I never, I never even thought of that. And I was, I yeah. thought, wow, this would make great artwork. Oh yeah, never occurred to me to t- <laughs> take a screenshot. Yeah, idiot. And for
2: for me, just speaking in terms of style, what really stood out for me was the animations. Yeah. You know, the the textures and stuff are rather minimal mm-hmm. but when you factor in all the different animations that the boy does and all like the eric was talking about the guys with the flashlights chasing after you it just feels so alive mm-hmm. uh, and the, the animations and uh i know we're doing spoilers so i'll just say now the blob at the end <laughs> the way that was animated was unbelievably so, awesome yep <laughs> so it's
1: fantastic
3: yeah and the deaths the death animations were awesome yeah, yeah. like just super well done and yeah. like creepy and like the first couple times you die by you know if it's a dogs or a human like the first time Cory died when I was watching him he gets drowned by one of the guys in the water and I was I was so excited to see like how he died the first time and his reaction and I don't remember exactly what he said but I was real happy with whatever it was
1: yeah one of the guys grabs you and holds you under in like knee deep yeah. water it's freaky
3: and it's just it's just like it's one of those things that like you don't think about it, but, like, that's exactly how it could be. Like, if, if a large man is strangling a child in water, that, that's what it looks like. It's just that easy. Yeah. And I think that's why it's unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
2: And it's, now that you mention it, a uh, friend of the show, Tito, in L.A. was watching me play, and we were kind of talking about that, like, the the violence uh, in, in games in general, but in this game specifically and also in Limbo. Uh, what's the point of it? And I think that's what they I think there's a reason for it uh, there's a number of different reasons it could be based on whatever theory you may have about what's happening in the game uh, but I think in in this case and in limbo's case you know it, it did have thematic importance it wasn't like like for me I know sort of infamously my one critique of Bioshock Infinite was the violence yeah and not that it offended me you know you guys like to tease me but it's not that it offended me or anything it just felt unnecessary sure and that was my my one critique for that game uh and i also made it my game of the year so it obviously didn't bother me that much but uh in that game i didn't think it was as necessary early on okay because they you want to contrast the the violence uh with this idyllic version of america but you know later on in the game when you've been killing people for six hours uh, it gets a little tedious Sure. The violence is tedious, uh, but in this game, yeah, it's it, it's definitely unsettling. I think is is the best word, Eric, and I think there's a reason for it.
3: Well, I think it shows, and you realize this as you go on that whoever these people are, they just have like a complete lack of respect for humanity. Yeah. And I think that the the especially that way that that you're killed really shows that yeah they just they, they don't the guy doesn't think twice he's just like all right well i'm gonna drown you or shoot you or shoot whatever.
1: you yeah that's the only time at the beginning where people are after you right is when you're out mm-hmm. like outside once you get into the building it's uh it's dogs that chase you uh falls yeah, dog dogs were
3: second i think and uh I My nerves were jangling so hard when you have to go back yeah. and forth over the fence.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I knew I would be able to do it because, of course, you'd be able to do it so you can progress, but, like, oh, man. I, I my wait- heart was pounding. Yeah,
1: I waited wa- once a little too long and got caught, and it scared the shit out of me. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and then the third enemies are the underwater ones that you come across which yeah, and I wanted to you know talk know what about what we think that could be because that's a whole other thing.
3: Well, let me, let me just say real quick before mm-hmm. we talk about that, the thing that they do so well with the, the deaths and the enemies is the suspense that they, they create because of the puzzles. Yeah. Because if you think about like when you're trying to solve the puzzles with the dogs, like with the fence, there's just suspense the entire time. And then I think about the one with the, the underwater girl or whatever it is. Where you have to kind of like tease her by dangling your feet in the yep. water and it just creates like this suspenseful atmosphere and you're just like son of a bitch. like I can't do it for too long, but I need yeah. to do it just right. And like,
1: yeah because you want you want to buy yourself as much time as possible. So yeah. you wait in there till the very last second and there's always that yeah. danger of, of getting caught, which is why <laughs> I got caught by one of the dogs one time, trying to stretch right. it out a little bit longer. Yeah, uh and then the like I said, the third enemy that you come across is the uh the underwater uh naked people with long hair, really long flowy hair. Um what do you guys think it looks about like this?
3: The girl from the Grudge, kinda? Yeah.
1: yeah. I got that impression, but I also got the impression that it's your character that just like is uh feral almost. Feral and naked. Hmm. I, I see I was, I was under the impression I was on the the, my whole take from this was that your character maybe isn't necessarily the first one to go through that that trial,
0: yeah.
1: And the ones oh, yeah. the ones that get taken under uh, taken underwater at that one point that they yeah. turn into the long haired naked ones.
3: So then, why do you not turn into one of those when she drags you underwater later?
1: I'm not sure. Maybe because you advance further than someone else.
3: Hmm.
1: That's what I. That's what I. I took from that that specific part.
2: I also thought something similar, Dan, just yeah. based on what the blob is. You know, it's an amalgamation of people. Yeah. And how many people before you had entered the blob to become a part of it, just like you and, do. And failed to escape. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that the, the the underwater creatures were ones that maybe didn't even get to the blob part of it.
3: But they died in the water.
1: Yeah. Died. Whatever Whatever ended up yeah, happening whatever, yeah. to them.
3: I also, um, live in, as water people. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I also thought, uh, when I first came across, like you were talking about, Eric, the, the water up in the air and the weird gravity, I initially thought aliens. That was my, my initial take from, from all that stuff. Cause it's weird yeah. alien gravity. Like it's, it's nothing that we could relate to, you know, on our, on our earth. So that's what I, I took out of that one part. I don't know what you guys thought. Yeah,
3: I don't, I'm not. The problem with me is that I don't think a lot ever <laughs> if I'm not at work. Right. So I like to have things explained to me like I'm five all gotcha. the time. Um, so at the end of the game, and I'm sure we'll get to this, but like I just kind of sat there and I was like, I can't wait for Dan and Corey to tell me what happened.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I think Corey, you you ended up reading the most, right, Corey? Because like, I didn't read anything after I beat it. I didn't read any theories or anything like that. Yeah, I, I always
2: do. And, and for this game specifically, I, I sort of knew, just based on what they did with Limbo, yeah, that there would be discussion about right. what it all meant. Because yeah. there's still no concrete answer about what Limbo meant. There's some interesting theories. Yeah. Um, I actually, I don't know if in my back when we were writing reviews for Thumbstick Athletes, I don't know if I talked about it back uh, back in my review for Limbo, but uh, there were interesting theories floated around, and the developers even said, you know, we we had a purpose of making this game, and we're not going to share that yeah. with you. You know, yeah. it's it's purposely uh, a little abstract to incite discussion. Sure, and I think that's great. I know yeah. a lot of people complained about that was one of the biggest complaints about the game was that it was too abstract. But, uh, I don't know for a three hour game. Like if you enjoyed the game, then don't worry about what it's about. Yeah. You know, um, if that bothers you about it, then it, I don't know. I don't don't know what I'm trying to trying to say here. You kind of would
1: have to like the whole game's abstract. So of course the ending is going to be a little abstract abstract.
2: Um, Honestly, I think it's much less abstract than limbo. Yeah. And the same people that are complaining about this one seem to have the same complaints about... or didn't have the same complaints about Limbo. Huh. So,
3: I don't know. Okay. I don't usually like a, like an open ending like that, I guess. Maybe. Maybe I do, and I just don't realize. I guess it probably depends on the game, because I love Journey. Um, but I, I, I would say I was a little disappointed at the end.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Just because I was like, well... I don't. What does any of this mean? I have no idea what the fuck just happened.
2: Sure. Yeah, that's Greg Miller's complaint too. Oh, was it? Yeah.
3: Okay, I didn't. I didn't listen to his uh, take on it, but um, I listened to Giant Bomb today, and they talked about inside. They did a spoiler about it, and uh, Jeff Gerstmann was kind of in the same boat as me, where mm-hmm. he was just like, "Well, I kind of needed something to happen," you know, like right. Does and it... I thought immediately to my my response to Uncharted. Like, nothing happened. Right. So I wasn't necessarily satisfied, and I know they're, they're like completely different games. Right. But that was until I watched the alternate ending. I don't know if you want to get into that yet.
1: No, we'll get uh, we'll into... get. we in... haven't even got to the ending yeah, yet. Let's, yeah, let's get into the blob part. So there's a certain part uh, where you go and you, you're being observed by a bunch of other people uh, swimming around in this... Yeah, in part of the game, like, you get taken down by the taken up deep underwater by one of the cre- the naked creatures with long hair uh, they suck you down you're connected to something you break free and after that you can breathe underwater I'm assuming or not have to breathe I'm not sure exactly what happened there uh, but that's, that's that's an interesting change and also after that you uh, th- there's earlier parts in the game where you have like uh, I don't know what husks of people that follow you around to help you solve puzzles
0: yeah um,
1: and you but you needed uh like a helmet to do that. Uh but after this this thing happens where you get sucked underwater, you don't need that anymore. Uh that's an, another distinction that they made that I'm be interested to know what that means. Um but yeah, you 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 know, do some swimming around or whatever and you go into this like holding tank with this blob-like creature that's connected to these four things and you you as you're unhooking them, you get sucked into the blob and you turn into this like massive Human bodies and with a bunch of like random limbs hanging off. Yeah, uh, and then you take control of the blob, Yeah. Uh, which is blew my mind when it first happened. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know you've seen movies with like monsters like that and stuff, but to to be able to control something like that, it was it was incredible. I thought
2: um, it was one of those things that you <laughs> like happen, and you're playing a video game, so yeah. you know normally by yourself, you're not saying anything or anything. But you're just, like, playing it, and your mind's just going wild. Yeah. And you're just, like, sitting See, there just like, that. oh, my God. I was giddy really? when that happened. Oh, my God. I thought it was the cool, Like, the way that thing runs, the like, pitter-patter, of the feet, and the way it rolls. Oh, and the no, no, no. it no. squeezes the thing was through awesome. things.
3: No doubt about that. It was awesome. And all the animations, like you said, and the sounds that it makes, and the way that you complete puzzles with it were great. Yeah. But, like... I think part of the problem, and I hate to keep bringing Giant Bomb up, but they brought this up, too, because Gershman had the same reaction as me. He's like, it happened, and I was like, I, you know, all right, it's cool. But who's the host over there? I can never remember if it's Brad or Vinny. Brad. He said he thinks part of the problem was that people were making such a big deal mm. about the twist that I, I felt like I was expecting something more to happen, I guess. Yeah. And really, all that happens is you jump into this blob of humanity, and run around. Yeah. Um, but I'm not taking anything away from it because it was really cool, no doubt about it. And like, um, some of the coolest puzzles involved the blob and how you solve them. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I, I guess my mind wasn't blown by it. Yeah.
1: I was. What, I didn't. What, I wasn't aware there was a twist. Maybe that's why I. Oh, uh, see, loved there it. you yeah, go. I
3: exactly. I knew there was something because they kept talking about it on Giant Bomb, like tiptoeing around it saying oh just wait till you get to the the thing
2: uh-huh.
1: and well, i, I kept... got
3: to the thing and i was like eh, all right
2: i kept worrying uh while i was playing the game like oh maybe the submarine is the big turn in the game and i'm like that was cool but i kind of wanted something a little bit more because i i had known that there was this big twist or whatever uh, and i was like oh maybe the ability to breathe underwater was what they were talking about and i was worried because i'm like that's not that impressive that's and, what i cool, thought too but uh, but then you get to the very end, and you're running around with this blob, and it's <laughs> so, like, different.
1: Yeah, from, from the rest the, of the game.
2: From the rest of the game. And, and for me, like, the excitement comes from thinking, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah. what 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 is happening here and why? Yeah. Uh, and I, when the game ended, I'm like, I have no idea what just happened, but that was crazy, and I need to find out w- what, what happened and why.
1: Yeah. Uh one of the things too that I thought interesting about the blob cuz yeah you go ra- you go rampaging through labs and offices and 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 factories and stuff and and you know knock people off of walls and s- smash people but there's also people there that help you like by opening doors for you. Uh there's that one guy that you throw the box to that he starts the the rocket power or yeah. what rocket thing on it and he you know throws it back to you like what,
2: what? And he he gestures with his hands like yeah. what he wants you to do with it. Yeah. Which well, was really cool.
1: That that also was very baffling to me. Like, what, were why, they I that,
2: helping out of fear or because they were helping? I don't know. Well, my uh, one of the popular theories, and the one I ascribe to, is that the blob escaping is just another one of phase the, of their experiments. The,
1: okay. See, I got a lot of the same type of stuff that uh, the Talus Principle gave me. That's why I, I was thinking, you know this is not the first person to go through this ordeal it's it's like a trial um and you know it's the same thing if you like start the game over like that that still can you know factor into the uh the like theory of the game or whatever you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that that yeah that the blob escaping like you said cory was just part of the their experiments and part of the trial and yep. you know maybe like that's the first one to like actually escape and bust out you know
2: and well, one bit of evidence to support that is uh, when you're crashing through labs and stuff as the blob, you fall into that one uh, almost like museum exhibit. Yeah. yeah, and that it's the spitting image of what you end up escaping into. Yeah, like to a T, mm-hmm. it's all designed the exact same. So either you know the side the blob you are at the end of the game is just a bigger version of that previous one. Or, you know, they plant, maybe they planned it all along and had this little diorama and, uh, whoever was planning it knew exactly what would happen. Yeah. Well, another, wanted to happen.
1: Another scene that kind of fits into that is the one where you go into that big room with the audience and there's a circle in the middle and there's that box that you try to grab. And every time you get close to it, they raise it up a little bit. They try to get you to get right on the middle of the circle. So you fall into that trap. Exactly, and that's their way of like trying to trap you again. But you figure out like eventually how to break out of there, even uh, yeah. to continue on on your escape. So I
2: think, I mean, I think it's all by design. The yeah. whole thing,
1: yeah, oh yeah, it's definitely meant to mean something. No, no question.
2: No, I mean, like within the confines of the game, oh, everything yeah. that happened was expected, sure, by whomever is in control the
1: the puppet master, the aliens. Yes.
2: There you go. Which, I mean, people say like, "Oh, you're, you know, in control. You're controlling the boy to control the blob, but at the same time, the blob is, I don't know, being manipulated people? by." There's different somebody. levels of control. Yeah, which sort of plays into the alternate ending. You, what you watched, right? Yeah,
1: I watched it. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and, well, and hang on, before yeah, we ahead. talk about that, I want to talk about the, the, the ending. The ending, ending, the regular ending.
1: Yeah. So it, what it,
3: happened? Are you dead? Like, or are you just sitting there? I think it's, it's, I think it could be either way.
1: Yeah, it could just be because what you what, what happens is you bust out through the through the wall, you tumble down the side of a mountain through a forest, and you like land on uh, on a beach like next to an ocean, and the uh, there's like a light ray that shines on you, and you just kind of stay there, and the camera pans out and then goes to the credits.
3: So. Just um, a blob on the water.
1: Yeah, it's just a blob I'm next sure. to, next to the ocean. Yeah,
3: I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't... was just like, "What is what? What happened?" I don't understand. I didn't so much uh,
2: get caught up on whether the blob was alive or not. Um, I think that could go either way, but to me, the feeling I got was that the blob achieved what it wanted, which may or may not be what the puppet master intended. Yeah. You know, the the name of the game is Inside and the blob finally gets outside with the help of this boy that the theory is the blob was mind controlling the boy the whole time.
1: From the beginning?
2: From the that beginning. The blob was the the mind control was using the boy to get, to get to out. the blob to get out.
3: Hmm. But I like that.
2: As we said, the scientists and whatever are helping him achieve that which leads me to believe that they intended it to happen all along anyway which begs the question okay then who's really controlling who you know is it that different layers
1: is it that or were maybe they were sick of working on the project and they just they wanted it to escape so they didn't have to look at it anymore
2: Dan, (laughs) you're not an optimist don't say that what do, i'm
1: sorry i missed that dan what did you say just that the you know, the people were helping it along so they didn't have to look at it anymore because it, it was this oh. gross blob with arms and legs sticking out of it and i don't those, think that was it and occasionally pieces would break off of it too like if you fell from yeah. a high height like a chunk would break off that's
3: it's gross. great my favorite part of the blob was the sounds it made yeah. oh yeah <laughs> with the people inside of it grunting and groaning that yep. that's great Yep. Yeah, I guess I just didn't know what to think at the end. I was just like, "Well, I, I didn't feel like there was any resolution." And that, I mean, maybe that's what they wanted.
2: Yeah. Well, but, I mean, and then the last question is, okay, so so what is all this a metaphor for? Yeah. You know, if you're going to give the game credit, you want to find out like, not just what's happening and why, but what it means. Right. And I don't really have an answer for that. A lot of people say, like, the theme is control. And to me, that's a little too broad. Yeah, yeah, that would, would like... Uh, that's stupid. Yeah. The other one I read was it's a metaphor for uh, being born. And, like, when that hose attached to you <laughs> when you're underwater is, like, the umbilical cord. I don't know. A lot of weird sim- symbolic things for that. <laughs> uh I'm not sure. To me, I think it's a. I I personally think it's commentary on games and the people that play them, like the interaction between the gamer and the game that they're playing. And I think that is a more specific term than control, even though they're kind of related.
3: Yeah, you got to be more specific than control. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, who's
2: really in control? Because at the end of the day, we're in control. And are,
1: think... are we in control or is the game developer in control?
2: Well, I mean, there you go. That's There's it. Layer. Th- we, and, we, and... we, the
1: gamer are the boy and the yes. developer is the overseer yep. looking to control. He's the actual one controlling your experience mm-hmm. overseer, whatever, whatever puppet master, whatever we decided to call the, the unseen entity in the game,
2: which is why I like the secret ending, the alternate ending too, because you go in and you pull this pull plug. Like, main uh power plug the main vein and you just go limp and it fades to black and the game's over yeah which is great and it happens early on in the game granted you have had to have gone through the game already and found the the secret little generator things uh but yeah i think that's just like further proof that you know if if you pull the plug then that's it yeah nothing happens sure game's over yeah, it would have been which nice else, if when your character did
3: that, the game like crashed or something. <laughs> crashed <laughs> and shut cool. down. That would have been good. Yeah. yeah, and that means that the boy was being controlled the whole time by somebody. Yeah. Yeah.
2: By whatever layer of control you think, however, however you see the hierarchy of control.
3: Wow. I like it.
2: Yeah, and uh, Tito's saying that he think in the chat that he thinks it's a lot of things, and it, I I would sure. definitely agree with that you know to me it's it's uh it's it passes my video games as art test where you know the 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 unique quality of gaming is that you have control over it but that has to play into the theme of the game somehow and i i think it does so uh and it is purposely open ended because i think uh they want people to apply their own
3: interpretations yeah uh, did you want me to read Tito's feedback, part of his feedback now, because it's inside stuff? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, he says, ever, in, ever since beating Inside, I've done nothing but want to discuss the endings and theories with whoever has beaten it. I'm very excited for the episode to hear your guys' thoughts, and expect me to want to discuss it um, further if we play games together in the near future. Here are my, Here's one of my many thoughts I posted on a YouTube video. In order to get this alternate ending, you had to rip out the core of these small orbs. The orbs might be satellites that intensify the signal or boost the powers of maybe the blob or whoever, considering the computer is located in a bunker. Bunkers are generally a symbol of human safety from the outside. This bunker is also near the beginning of the story, far from the blob, something I believe is done on purpose to infer who wins, the blob or your free will, based on how far you've gone in the story. But you can choose who your players or characters are in the story. Anyways, by disabling all the orbs, maybe you gain some free will to choose to disconnect yourself from the computer. Who the free will is referring to or who the computer is, it could be you or the boy himself, is up for interpretation, I guess. I'm just left wondering if the computer and the blob are connected in some way, whether they're fighting each other or what. I'm interested to know more about what's happened in this world, its history, and why things are the way they are. So that's from Tito.
1: Absolutely. Tito, actually when I was playing the game, um one of my one of my strongest thoughts is man, I would love to see more of this world and how things came to be the way they are. Just because, you know, my, my interest in history, like what what caused all this dystopia, you know. That's always always an interest of mine. But well, that's, he, he's talking, he's talking along the lines we were of the, you know, the computer versus the, the player or the kid, which would be, you know, the, the player and or kid is us, the gamer and the computer is the developers slash game, you know, mm-hmm. so it's Pulls kind the of the same the
2: game. Yep. Nobody gets what they want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead. But just talking about the history of the, of the game world and stuff. I immediately, when I started playing, tried to do the tie-ins with Limbo to see if there was any kind of uh, correlation between their game worlds. And I I think there is a little bit, uh, just based on the areas that you go to. Like, they both start off in a forest, and then there's a city, and then there's a factory. Uh, Those are one and the same, Limbo and and Inside. Uh, And there is those mind control worms that you pull the tail off the pig. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of people see this game maybe as a prequel to Limbo because Limbo is a little bit more desolate too. And uh, like the, the mind control worm was tested in Inside on the pigs as like a precursor to the mind control worm in Limbo. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other things I can't remember specifically. but And just all the like sonic booms and stuff, which was a cool section I thought in Inside... We had to avoid the, the yeah. sonic booms by staying behind things. Yeah. Like, I think that's, uh, like, whatever's going on in the world. The sonic booms are part of, like, destroying stuff.
3: Yeah, they have something to do with it. That's... I'd really like to know more about what the developers had in mind for all this different stuff. There's, um, we probably will never know.
1: No. There's, uh, in the, the book Atlas Shrugged, there's a, a weapon that they that the government develops that's based off of sound and they they can focus sound and use it to destroy anything like Mm. at at a structural level can destroy any anything so that that's what i thought when i came across that part that's cool interesting Uh, so i wonder if they took any anything from that
2: i like it yeah
1: but yeah good stuff Oh, that's... fantastic
3: game yeah i
1: i was uh i was enamored or not yeah i guess enamored would be a good word but it was one of those games when i started playing it because i played it all in one sitting i got up to go to the bathroom or whatever a couple times but uh all of a sudden it was over like i was that focused on what i was doing and, and the game itself that it was just over all of a sudden i was like holy crap yeah a few hours just went by
3: let me ask this question um I posed it in the chat, but now's a better time to do it. What What do you think it is about games like this and, like, Journey that can really, like, leave a lasting impression and speak to you in ways that a game like maybe Uncharted or, you know, a Call of Duty or something can't?
2: I, I mean, personally, for me, uh, brevity
0: <laughs> is the simple <laughs> sure. answer.
2: But uh, the the... The, the way you walk away with questions mm. you know the game's not over and it's like oh man that was a good experience it's like well the game's over but there's still so much more yeah that i'm gonna get out of this game
3: that's a, that's a good point so it, it's actually longer than three hours right because we're sitting here for another hour talking about it yes and i'm getting more out of that than i would from playing a call of duty campaign yeah
1: do you think any of that has to do with, too, with uh uh the art of the game Sure. As opposed, I'm just to, asking what your opinion. Is. Yeah, as opposed to something that's like photorealistic, like a like a Call of Duty or a uh, you know something that's more relatable. Because this game you're playing, it's like like you're playing a painting. Yeah. I wonder if that that has something to do with it too. You know, as opposed to stuff we see. You know, uh, you talked about shooting guns and and climbing rocks. Like guns and rocks are, <laughs> you know, they're pretty kind of commonplace. It's, it's and, everyday shit. Now. I, well, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's stuff guns we see rocks. all the time. <laughs> um, so.
2: Tits and Dragons, right, Dan? Tits and Dragons, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's also, Eric, the difference between uh, comparison is the difference between like a novel and a short story yeah. in that in a novel, you have time to whack off. You know, yeah. you can just drivel on about whatever for whatever length of time. You know, you have your Ubisoft uh, towers you climb to see all the things you can collect uh, yeah. is a novel versus a short story, like, every word is planned and specific and mean something and when you do that in a a short game like this it it encourages the player to slow down and think about things and try to recall every little aspect of the game and what it could mean in the greater context
3: yeah they just create such thought like when i played journey it made me think about things that no game has ever made me think about and probably never will again and even if it does again it, it won't be oh, the first time it happened like it was with Journey. And that's why that game is still it's still one of my three favorite games of all time, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. You
3: just I feel like you, you just get so much more, like you said, Corey, stuff to chew on and things to think about. Yeah. You know? And have a good discussion about other than oh man, just how about that last headshot I got <laughs> in Call of Duty on that last mission, huh? <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm
3: with you.
1: Any other th- Any other thoughts?
3: Now everyone should play it. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Twenty bucks, well worth it for me. I would pay. I. I don't know if I'd play. Yeah, I'd pay forty for it. Because I'll be playing through it again.
3: See, that's the thing. Well like, worth twenty bucks. I got enough out of that game. If If I'd have bought that for sixty bucks and played, it, I'd have been perfectly fine with it. Yeah. Sure. So I, I hate the I hate the length argument. And maybe that's just because the the place I am in life, like Corey said, uh, the, the brevity is important to me at this point. So I appreciate a good three or four hour game. Sure. Um, well, but, I know you know if I if I get that out of it, then great.
1: Yeah, I know for me, like I wouldn't want to pay sixty dollars for a, a game that I play in one afternoon or evening.
3: Uh, it sounds like the perfect game to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Not for sixty dollars, forty I would do.
3: I think. When making the
2: value comparison for me, uh, I'm with you, Dan. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Inside isn't worth sixty dollars. I'm just saying if I'm spending sixty dollars, uh, I'm going to spend it on a game that I will get more time out of. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, especially now for me, like I have so little extra money.
2: Right. The th- well, yeah. That plays into. Don't get Don't get me wrong. If I had you know stupid money to throw around on video games i'd happily drop 60 dollars sure. on inside sure
1: okay uh let's move on to uh nibble do you bits want to show. take a break
3: so we can get well yeah because yeah,
1: we got we got to tweet out too to let everyone know that uh it's safe if you didn't play inside to rejoin Save the, to the pod so yeah we'll take a quick break and be back with nibble bits uh our weeks and maybe the rest of the segments after that too we'll see Welcome back, everybody, episode 261 of the Thumbs to the Athletes podcast. We are now in our Nibble Bits segment, uh, and Will has also joined us. What's up, Will?
3: Hi. Hey, Will. Hey, Will. Hi. Welcome back to the homeland. Thank
1: you.
2: The mother country.
1: America. America. You want to get started talk with Nibble yeah. Bits, Will? Did you do any Nibble Bits?
4: Yeah, I have two. I don't know if you covered one of them last week, uh, but Starbound exiting early access, did we talk about that? No. No. Okay, so July 22nd, which is in two days, is going to see the release of Starbound on Steam finally after, like, I don't know, three years of being in early access, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, does anyone here have interest in playing it?
3: I do. I'll play it.
1: Dan, you don't? I mean, if everyone else played it all at once, I would probably jump in. I better. It's not as easy to set up a multiplayer thing. It's not like Terraria. You have to, like, set up a server and stuff.
2: I That's how Terraria they, was. No, I was heard it? they made it
1: better. Uh maybe. That was that was uh I don't know, maybe about a year ago now when I last tried to do that. Yeah. Cuz I purposely didn't play it that much uh so I'd be ready for the release. I didn't think the release would be so far out from when early access started, but I didn't think i had played it that much, but I had put, I put like 40 hours into it.
3: I, I it just was... looked and I have 1 minute played. You turned it on. You uh, must have off. missed the tweet that day, Eric. Or yeah, missed the text message. Missed the text message. Yeah, shocking. <laughs>
4: yep. Eric, you want to play Porchlight?
3: No, I'm busy <laughs> playing good games like Rocket League.
4: <laughs> uh, Rocket League. Uh, fine. Well, I guess I'll go to my next one. Uh, did you guys see the pro skier that died doing the steep? Yeah, uh, I did. yeah that's awful. That's sad.
3: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What happened exactly?
1: She got caught in
4: an avalanche.
3: Oh my god.
1: It was Matilda Rappaport. They took her to the hospital but she had been so deprived of oxygen for so long that she
4: didn't wow. uh, didn't make Rain it dead. through. Ugh. Um and oh. also in uh, 2014 she was actually caught in another avalanche but she was able to get away. Uh and I guess she just got back into skiing, like got the courage to be like doing it again and then
3: that Oh happened. my god, that's heartbreaking.
4: I know, right? Especially
3: to make that game it <laughs> have at least been, like, Witcher or something.
4: You know? I want to play Steep.
3: I do, too. Uh, I do, too,
2: Will. I hope they do some sort of tribute for her. Yeah, They will. I know uh, Ubis- Ubisoft probably had very little to do with the actual production of the promotional video. Sure. but um,
3: Is that what it was? It was for a promotional video?
2: Yeah. A yeah. yeah. oh. partnership with Red Bull or something like that, too. But Ubisoft's name was tied to it, so hopefully, I mean, I know they put out a statement and everything, but hopefully, there's a, a tribute to her somewhere yeah. in the game.
3: Absolutely.
4: If you think about it, avalanches might be one of the most terrifying things because it's just like this unstoppable force. Can you destruction imagine coming at you? Like, yeah, what, what would happen? What would you do?
3: I, I personally, natural disasters are the thing I'm most afraid of. Yeah, yeah. There's just nothing you can do. It's, it's nature. It's just.
1: The only thing I know about avalanches is if you get caught in one you're supposed to try to swim as hard as you can for the surface. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, I think there's a lot of really good YouTube videos of people outrunning avalanches. <laughs> it ain't gonna be me, I can tell no. you that. Yeah. Could you imagine though? Like, I can run for like racing for your life. Twenty five no.
1: seconds and then I'd be out of breath and I'd get swallowed up.
3: Yeah, you know, you'd have me by like ten or fifteen, Dan.
1: That's I, you're you're right, Erica, that know. is scary.
3: That's why I know you guys all like storms. Storms freak me out a little bit.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah.
3: Especially down here where I move to, the storms are super intense every time, but they last for a really short period of time usually. But I'm convinced there's a hurricane or tornado coming every time.
4: Huh? You're kind of like uh, Ellen. Ellen Murtha. Oh, yeah? She has yeah, that she... fear as well? And yeah, she's not a fan of storms and always very cautious.
3: Yeah. I like. I shut everything off. It's bad.
2: We always mm-hmm. would go and out and sit on the porch and watch. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yep. uh-uh. get in the basement, kids. We're all dying today. But dad, it's just sprinkling outside. <laughs> shut up, boy.
1: <laughs> there is only one time since I've been in this house that we came down into the basement, and actually, my sis- it was when when our sister lived right nearby, and she even came over uh, to come in the basement here. That's how nasty of a storm it was a few years ago. Wow. Well,
4: yeah. That's it for Nibble bits for me. Okay. Eric, what do you got?
3: Yeah, two, Dan. Speaking of Pokemon Go, I think we brought that up. Maybe we didn't. I just made that up. Um, Nintendo is now worth more than Sony due to Pokemon Go's uh, popularity. So it took a launch. So at launch Nintendo was worth about twenty billion. And since then they've gone to thirty nine point eight billion they're worth.
1: Almost That's doubled.
3: Since Pokemon Go's launch. This is from Bloomberg, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sony is at thirty eight point three four billion. Wow. Net worth. That is crazy. Crazy talk. Yeah, I For mean For a game you can't even play half the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's janky as hell when you can play oh,
3: it. It's the jankiest.
1: Yeah, that's oh, not. Uh, there's going to be a lot of other companies that try to try to piggyback off of that success, oh, yeah. or even try to uh, you know replicate it in their own way. But I just don't think any. Does Does anyone have anything that they could put in the like Pokemon Go format that would
3: no? Because yeah, po- Pokemon Go has Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. It's a nostalgia yeah you know
4: yep it's
3: you can't I don't feel like you can recreate that it's Nintendo Games man Pokemon
4: literally everybody I know, and like this is even people that would never touch a video game are playing, yeah, yeah. so why
3: why is that?
1: I don't know, I haven't figured that out yet there there's some people I know in my close circle of friends that I heard were playing it and were shocked. is yeah, it by.
3: just because it's like a a collection thing?
1: That's part of it. I know one of, one of the things too is uh, it makes like, like if you're a jogger or uh, someone that likes to go out and walks, it makes it a little more interesting than just going for a normal oh, okay. loop.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. so, true. I can see that.
2: Also, right. can't uh, count out the install base. I mean, everybody has the device. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think we we mentioned that last week. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last nibble bit. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 year celebration edition uh, is coming to PS4 October 11th And it looks like it was going to be worth the wait For uh, PS4 owners because they put a nice Chunk of stuff together for it um, So all of the DLC For Tomb Raider, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider Is going to be included in the game um, They created Let's see New story That is exclusive to the PS4 version um, Co-op Endurance mode, uh, Blood Ties is actually the uh, the story part. It's going to be featured in the Manor portion of the game, which I don't remember. Dan, do you remember that?
1: Uh, no, I think that was DLC stuff. that I Oh, was play. it? Okay. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, there's going to be uh, a VR mode that you can do in the Manor. So there's co-op, VR, new story missions, all DLC included. So pretty nice package, I feel like, overall for people that have been waiting for it on PS4. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty cool.
1: Recommended by all of us, right?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. Corey,
2: what do you got? Just a couple here. EA put up three of their older games on good old games, which was interesting. That's very un-EA-like. Very. But, uh, I mean, we've been talking about last few weeks, how it's the changing of the guard at EA, and they're doing some some different things. Uh, Dragon Age Origins, Dead Space... And SimCity 3000 are the three games they put up on Good Old Games. Uh, it's, I mean, it's significant because Good Old Games removes all DRM restrictions. So
0: mm.
2: now there is a DRM-free version of all of those games uh, floating around the internet. So welcome to 2016, EA. Yeah. All right, <laughs> they're
3: getting there. They're getting there. Yeah,
2: baby they steps. Baby steps is right
3: uh the pokemon go partnership with
2: mcdonald's is a thing uh we had heard it rumored last week but apparently digging through the code uh people found some stuff and uh, from what i understand it's been confirmed uh all mcdonald's will be gyms
1: i thought it was japan only
3: Uh, i think that's correct Tim.
2: Uh, don't, worry, well, you idiot. don't call me an idiot. I that's said really how I didn't have time great. to prepare.
3: That's all right. Dan corrected you. We're good. Yeah.
2: Don't worry. In, time in this awesome country, condition. meaning Japan. Yes. Yeah. I, I just I I'm literally going off the headline. So no, it's fine. Um. That's interesting, and I I wonder if just, my dog just hit her head on my desk. Uh, what kind of partnerships we'll see in the u.s with pokemon go yeah uh, i know it's coming
1: oh yeah so. there's there's been kind of unof- unofficial ones right but yeah it'll be interesting to see who they partner with officially yeah yeah the the actually the partnership with mcdonald's was the reason why they delayed the japan release of pokemon go mm. something that i'd be had to pissed do about that. that if i was in Japan. oh yeah
3: me too He's, Listen, you're... we're open for talks if they're looking for partners.
2: So <laughs> athletes, and Pokemon yeah, Go. we'll take a piece of that pie. Sure, we'll split the we'll split the profits. Thirty-nine billion
3: that you're yeah. worth, Nintendo. That's
2: I'll I'll become Pokemon's biggest fanboy for a slice of that
3: pie. I uh, do you know how close I was to stopping to purchase a 2ds today to play one of the original Pokemon? <laughs> this close. Oh boy. Thank God I talked myself out of it for another day. Yeah,
2: it's coming Probably, though, right? The best.
3: I don't know if it's coming, Dan. I'm ho- I'm holding strong. I think. Mm. Well, I, I just th- have such an itch to collect Pokemon. Sure. In a more
1: traditional uh, fashion.
3: Traditional and consistent way. Mm-hmm. How about that? Gotcha. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, let me ask you guys this: If Pokemon go were to have a similar like partnership with a nationally known franchise in the u.s what would you want it to be with
1: uh the two places i go the most are dunkin donuts and taco bell so one
2: of those dunkin donuts would be a good one poke stop doesn't yeah. even have to be a gym just sure. every dunkin donuts a poke stop i so if re- go through drive through.
1: i'd prefer it was a poke stop and uh and not a gym yeah because Pokestops give you items, and you can hit it up every five. Like, I could go, go to Dunkin' Donuts, sit in there for half an hour, uh, you know, collect the items every five
2: minutes. So it would be six Mine times. would be Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A.
3: Yep.
2: Well, you know what's going to happen is you're going to get those partnerships, and it's going to be the type of thing where, like, every Dunkin' Donuts Pokestop has a confirmed, like, Master Ball or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, sure.
3: I don't want that. There's no Dunkin' Donuts uh, near me. Well, I'm sure there's there's near me, but not not right near me. Right,
1: or yeah. even on the way to something you would visit regularly. No, no. Hmm. Okay.
2: Um. So again, I didn't get a chance to paraphrase the article. A uh, uh, guy played Pokemon Go in Area 51 and oh. found a bunch of empty gyms that he conquered. Uh, that's all I have to say, because, again, I didn't get a chance to, <laughs> to paraphrase it. So I, Good for him.
4: I read the article. Go ahead, Will. Well, basically, they just took pictures of all the Pokemon they found and, like, all the empty gyms. And, of course, there's a video of their adventure of doing it. And, like, the caption is... Area 51 guards aren't very friendly. It's they like, did. well, yeah, of course they're not. Like, why
1: would they be like, oh, yeah, come on in?
3: <laughs> come on in, fellas. It's posted um, everywhere
1: that you're not supposed to go within, like, 100 feet of, like, fence there or something like that.
4: I'm starting to think
1: Pokemon Go is going to lead to natural selection because of the people
4: <laughs> who died trespassing. Yeah. It's like, why don't you be a little bit smarter?
2: Didn't somebody fall off a cliff, thinning, too? Thinning yep. the herd. Did you guys see the video of the guy that crashed into the cop car? No, but oh, I no. Heard it.
3: Oh my god, that
2: was a good one. It's, well, oh. it's like
1: one of the cool he, things about it, though, is that he at least admitted it. He's like, "Yeah, yeah. I was playing Pokemon Go." <laughs>
3: what did the cops say? Can you <laughs> I guess, imagine? I
1: guess they were nice about it.
3: Yeah,
2: he got out of his car like holding his phone, and you could see, and it's like, really?
1: Well, I mean, would you want to lie about it at that point? Like, it's, it's no. too late. You still no. hit. You still Man. hit a cop car.
3: Yeah, either way. Sorry,
2: dude. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he wasn't really playing Pokemon Go. He's just drunk, and that was his excuse. Drunk or beating off I while I think on onto
3: something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oops, sorry, <laughs> I was playing Pokemon Go. Well, no, someone... Uh, uh, Crazy some, kids. Some police department tweeted, um, Pokemon Go is not an excuse uh, for you to be on someone's back porch with a backpack and a crowbar at 2 a.m.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. they get it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: I've had run-ins with the
4: cops while playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. That's
3: well, yeah, because you're a badass rebel, Will.
4: Um, I was there for one, the other time I wasn't, and both times they didn't care. Sure. They were just wondering what the heck was going
1: on. You'll have to tell the story during uh, what we played. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anything else, Corey? No. All right. I'll do my. Quick nibble bits. Uh, The slow-moving Valve has finally reacted to the CSGO gambling controversy. Uh, Eric Johnson of Valve made a statement to GameSpot saying... Quote, in 2011, we added the feature to Steam that enabled users to trade in-game items as a way to make it easier for people to get the items they wanted in games featuring in-game economies. Since then, a number of gambling sites have started leveraging the Steam trading system, and there's been some false assumptions about our involvement with these sites. Uh, end quote. He goes on to say, quote, we'd like to clarify that we have no business relationships with any of these sites. We have never received any revenue from them and Steam does not have a system for turning in-game currency into real world currency. End quote. Uh, so yeah, that was them not getting out ahead of the controversy, but at least responding to the controversy. A lot of people said it, you know, took them too long. It probably did, but uh, at least they're taking the right steps. Uh, And then I read today that Valve has been sending cease and desist orders. To twenty four different CS:GO gambling sites, twenty four. Jesus. Uh, and Do- then, and that Twitch streamers uh, that promoted these sites have also been banned from Steam and Twitch. So,
2: those websites had terrible names too. Oh yeah. As I, I was actually reading the names of those websites, yeah, <laughs> they the stupidest like gambling names, yep. like CS Diamond whatever yeah i don't know stupid
1: well party's over why
3: yep. are people gambling on counter-strike don't know i like
1: i when i first heard about all this stuff i thought they were gambling over like professional matches you know like like placing bets on who what team that teams they thought would win oh it's not even professional matches no, no it's it's, it's, it's marketplace over place items it's over items skins not even uh, items uh. Skins wow. for guns and knives and stuff.
3: We say, "Well, we ought to start something up for heroes."
1: Yeah, I gotta get back into it.
3: Heroes of the exist. Storm Diamond dot <laughs> com. <laughs> like it, hot diamond, hot diamonds. Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, so we'll see how this all plays out, but yeah, I'm pretty. The, all those sh- sites are are going to be getting shut down, so. Uh, and then in some surprising and neat news, Nintendo is launching a mini NES called the Nintendo Classic Mini this holiday season that comes, uh, with 30 different games on it. The console will cost $60 and comes with many classics, uh, like Mario 1 through 3, uh, Final Fantasy, Tecmo Bowl, Legend of Zelda 1 and 2, Excitebike, and, uh, many others. So, I, I guess we're planning on getting one for our household. I,
3: I'm thinking about getting one. Yeah. Um, you know, for the price of uh, one, a game, I can yeah. get 30 classic games and a sure. little Nintendo that fits in my palm. Yep.
1: Yeah. And even if you only play it once in a while, like, it's only, yeah, like it you work. said, the cost of one video game.
3: Right. Is that it's how small in, it is? It's yeah, pretty
1: it fits small. in your hand.
2: Yeah. Well, it's very I'm less small. interested now. Really? Yeah. You'd want a full size? Why? One? <laughs> I knew it was smaller. I just didn't realize it was that small. Yeah, it doesn't
3: it's... take cartridges either, Corey, so you don't have to worry about uh, the cartridges that have lost.
2: Yeah uh no i'm into yeah. it i think it's i think it's a cool idea yeah and they have a real good collection of games in there too oh, so
1: I, I wonder if they're gonna do one for any of the other systems Super Nintendo. which version
2: of these games is it
1: i think it's just the, like, the oldest yeah it's the not eldest.
2: the virtual console versions
1: uh it might be virtual console versions
2: well i wondered specifically i think it is. about final fantasy
1: we and wii u virtual console versions
2: because I think the virtual console version of Final Fantasy has the easy mode. Okay.
3: The mode I would want to play.
1: You know what? I'm going to look it up real quick because I want I
2: I wanna, to clarify that. Uh, the games will have save states, correct? Yep. Okay.
1: So, yeah. That's, sure a, I mean, sure.
2: that's a big help for all those games anyway.
1: It's, yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy doesn't hold up very well either, like some of the other games in that list probably do.
2: I think with the easy mode it does. Okay. Like with the versions that have come out.
1: That's why it needs that stuff, you know?
2: Yeah. That game was way too hard. I remember trying to fight Garland, the very first boss, like an hour into the game and just getting whooped.
3: Lamb basted.
2: Yeah. Not even making it to Garland, those zombies that were in that first castle. Forget it.
3: Deadly. Is the game I mean is it a good game?
2: Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I mean it's it's it was the first Final Fantasy.
3: Well, I mean that doesn't that doesn't mean anything.
1: I don't know how well it holds up.
3: We're, I played it we're...
2: relatively recently because it was one of the Final Fantasies I hadn't beaten. Oh, okay. Um and I wanted to beat it and I played in the easy it was a easy version with I forget. It might have been on iOS. It must have been. Yeah, it was yeah I, easier... think
3: that I, I seem to remember that.
2: Yeah, it was an easier version of it with mildly updated graphics. A little really? modernized. Yeah, Dan's right, though. In its original state, probably not. <laughs> Doesn't hold up.
3: Yeah. I would have to imagine a lot of these games don't, aside from Mario.
1: Yeah, Mario 2 Maybe and 3. You got though. the list,
0: Eric?
3: I, Do I have I, it handy? I yeah. have it. No.
2: You have it, Dan? Yeah.
3: Right. Read them off, Dan. Yeah, let's let's, let's go through
2: them. Okay, so
1: balloon fight, bubble bobble.
2: I, what? It, I was gonna say, uh, I've recently played balloon fight in NES Remix. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's fine in NES Remix form, which but, is
1: but a full game size
2: versions, but a full game. Eh.
1: I actually read an article about uh, a new new version of the Nintendo that came out and the person who was playing it was like yeah Nintendo games are not the original Nintendo games not very good kind of boring like yeah I could see that Uh, Bubble Bobble, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr Double Double Dragon 2 The Revenge Dr. Mario, Excitebike Final Fantasy, Galaga, Ghosts and Goblins Gradius Ice Climber, Kidacris Kirby's Adventure, Mario Brothers, Mega Man Two, Metroid, Ninja Gaiden, Pac Man, Punch Out, featuring Mister Dream, Star Tropics, no, no, no. Super C, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers Two, Super Mario Brothers Three, Techmobile, Bowl, Legend of Zelda, and Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. So,
2: couldn't get the Mike Tyson version, huh?
1: No, yeah. I think that there's like rights issues, licensing over that. issues,
2: yeah.
3: rights and. Mike Tyson. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I think it's a good list, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which one are, would you for play first, Dan? No, kids, nothing. You have the house to yourself. What are you playing first?
1: Um, probably Mario Three.
2: Yeah, good pick. That's mine.
1: I think that's, that's the not, game on that mine. list that would that would hold up the best.
2: Sure, absolutely. Out of all of them. That's a sit back with a six pack and just play through the play whole through thing, it, yeah, on a weekend night, kind of thing, yep
3: that one's best played with a partner, though I feel like absolutely,
4: yeah. I'm usually that partner with Corey, and I'd always fall behind and have to continue a hundred times.
2: <laughs> it's a great game, and there is a uh, ability to have two controllers, correct, yep,
3: yeah, and the controllers are ten bucks, so and they're 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 the the classic look of a Nintendo controller. But the connection is a Wii controller connection. Mm.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a, it's just like a set top box with 30 video games. It's yeah. awesome. Put that in a hotel, in,
3: dude. That I mean, is there a better use for that? Yeah. No, there's not. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And what was I going to say? Oh, just in case anybody's wondering, cartridges obviously will not fit in this. And there's, they said there's not going to be any. You know, options as far as loading right. other games onto it. So, no, nope, just you get what you get. get. I would play Tecmo Bowl first.
1: Tecmo Bowl, yeah, that's a classic. That one I think would still hold up. I think Tecmo Super Bowl was better, but Tecmo well, Bowl is sure. a good game.
2: So this comes preloaded with all the games on it. There's yep. no like internet connection or downloading right. or anything required. No, nope. right. It's, it's all also... just a box you plug into your TV. I think this is okay.
3: perfect for for your household, Dan. Yeah. For the kids? Yeah. I think it's great.
1: It is, absolutely. Yeah, because even, like, the the Wii U has, like, a, you know, a process, and the controllers are, are a lot more complex than, you know, like an old Nintendo controller. So. Okay, and then my last little bit, Stardew Valley. It's coming to Mac and Linux next week. So there it's you
3: go. It's coming to consoles soon, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was part of the Xbox Xbox's, like, indie games montage. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're oh, working on on multiple platforms. Uh, maybe even handhelds. I've heard even handhelds could, could possibly get it. The Vita. Oh, that'd
3: be great on a handheld. The
1: 3DS. Maybe even mobile. Who knows? Cool. How was your week, Will? I had a very
4: eventful two weeks, yeah. actually. Uh, the first thing that I'll do briefly um, is Warp Tour. I went to Warp Tour with a couple of my friends. It was a lot of fun. It was really hot, though. Uh, it was like ninety-five that day, and standing in the summer heat for from uh, basically eleven fifteen to I think we ended up we left a little early because uh, we didn't care. The last band playing was some forty-one, and we didn't really care about seeing them. <laughs>
3: Jesus, talking about washed up!
4: I exactly.
3: <laughs> you don't want to hear "Fat Lip." That's a good. That's a good tune. Yeah, I mean it's okay, but yeah, I mean it it's <laughs> you don't good stick t- around in ninety-degree weather to watch it. And, and that's the
4: only like, one they we, probably played at last. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were they played at like eight fifteen, and like I, me and like the uh, one other person that went kind of knew their stuff, but after that, like the other ones didn't really care. And even though I knew their stuff, I didn't care to see them. Uh, so we ended up leaving at seven. But Warp Tour War was a lot of fun. Uh, we actually had a pretty good haul of stuff this year. We caught I think two guitar picks, three drumsticks, and a couple set lists, which is always really fun. Um, I got my set, or my drumstick signed by the band who threw it out, which was cool. Who was that? Uh, the band's called Icy Stars.
2: Did you see Sleeping With Sirens?
4: <laughs> they, we left before that. We were going uh. to. Because um, they have one song that I really, really like by them, and they were playing it. But, like, jumping up and down and, like, doing crowd surfing stuff with people, like, catching the overweight people that shouldn't be crowd surfing hey. uh, all day.
2: It's exhausting.
4: It is exhausting. There is like, uh, I mean, one band that we've talked about before, Motionless and White, uh, we saw them. And I caught 20 crowd surfers for one song.
3: Well, it's funny. Uh, you made me think back to, I can't remember the band that, that I was going to see. I think it might have been Breaking Benjamin. Mm-hmm. But I was helping, people kept asking me to help them, you know, pick them up to crowd surf. And I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. And then this girl. Like one you described a second ago. (laughs) Maybe a little on the heftier side. She asked me, and I just... I gave it my best shot. Yeah. And I... That must have been really embarrassing for her.
4: We always... Like, I always turned to... Because I went with my friend Dakota and Ryan um, and another kid. And Dakota's cousin. So, like, I turned to Ryan and Dakota whenever there's surfing stuff. Because the three of us could hoist whoever and toss him. But... With every set for bands that we really wanted to see, which was like probably eight bands, we were literally in the front row, so they all funneled towards us. Um, mm-hmm. So when Motionless and White was playing, their one song uh, called Devil's Night came on, and that's the song that I was throwing with 20 crowd surfers. I literally had my back to the band, and I was catching people, because Dakota's cousin was a female, uh, and like I didn't want some fat dude to
1: like fall on her.
3: Hey, you know what? Enough of the fat jokes tonight.
1: Sorry. I'm sensitive about
4: very, that. You
3: know, is very you let this tall. guy out of the gym for a night, and this is what you get.
4: <laughs> I uh, actually didn't lift at all when I was in Edmonton. What? And,
2: That's yeah. okay. It's good for your body to do that every now and again.
4: Yep, I've been going. Tw- I went
2: twice.
4: <laughs> I went last night late, and I'm going twice today. Um, but that'll what? lead into my next thing.
2: Well, just briefly, Will, what's the what's the litmus uh, on Warp Tour? Is it growing or shrinking? I always think of it as just like this relic of... The late nineties, yeah,
4: right? <laughs> to be honest with you, um, I don't really know. It's hard to tell. This year it was in Syracuse, and that's a pretty like large uh, venue, so uh-huh. I can never tell. Um, the crowds were all pretty big for some of the bands, um, but it moved. I think it's moved more away from like kind of the music from the nineties, yeah. like stuff that they were playing. and it's more of like a hard hardcore-ish, um post-hardcore metalcore scene, yeah. um, which caters to a younger crowd.
3: What what does post-hardcore mean? It just means
4: after the hardcore. Like, it's like (laughs) when hardcore was, like, bigger. So, you know when Hatebreed was bigger?
3: Heck yeah, dude. I saw him ten times, probably.
4: So, it's like after that, like, time in music where, like, heavier music was more acceptable than it is now. Because now it isn't at all. Like, if they're screaming, people are like, ew, terrible.
3: Not me, Will. I'm with you.
4: And it bothers me, but... um,
3: It's so weird to me that you listen to that music.
4: And metalcore is just, like, metal, but it's, like, a core... It's It's hard to explain, because there's different cores, which means it's not... I don't like genres. I just say hardcore. I think it's stupid.
1: Genres Um, are getting too specific.
4: (laughs) It is, and it just leads to, like, elitist mentalities. Like, oh, this is a metalcore band. Like, it's not... Bleeding Fetus. That's a band that people go to for hardcore. And I'm like, I'm more into mathcore. <laughs> That's another one.
3: I've heard of mathcore.
4: It's all stupid. I just say hardcore. I just uh,
3: hate sometimes I just hate being a person. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm embarrassed. This is
3: one of those times right now. I'm embarrassed
2: because for the rest of humanity.
4: Yeah. Um, Jake says Motionless in White is one of his favorite bands. I agree. They were easily the best band live. Um, yeah, they were, right. they were They were crazy. And they look weird, so, like, they get this bad rap, but they're, like, the nicest people. Um, but yeah, so the next thing I did was I went to Edmonton with my mom and dad to see my sister and their family. Um, and that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed Edmonton. Um, the coolest thing that we did was we head to the Canadian Rockies in Jasper, um... Which I posted a picture on Instagram if anybody wants to see it, so I'm pretty sure I think you guys all saw Dan you might not have nope no um I know I'm not, the other I'm not guys, on the instagram the instagrams I wasn't sure if Val maybe no. said hey, Dan, look, but
1: i'll i'll nah. I'll ask her
2: um Dan wouldn't look and just be like oh cool
4: no i
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that I kind of half look and I'm like, oh neat
2: <laughs> i only I only know that Dan because I do the same thing. Yeah. But Dan, it's a big
1: deal. It's
4: my every. I post like every six months, and that was it's around the time because last one was Eric's wedding. You filled your quota. That's true. It,
3: Will, I was looking at your account the other day. I was just like skimming through Instagram. I was like, God, Will doesn't post anything.
4: I really like. I honestly don't post on any social media. Um, I, I don't, don't
3: blame you. It's nothing but trouble.
4: Same with Snapchat. Like, I'll never post a story because it's just like I don't know. I get weirded out that people can view it whenever.
2: I do, Will, appreciate your uh, use of Instagram because I have people I follow, sometimes I don't have a choice that I have to follow them, who post, like, five pictures within a span of an hour.
1: All selfies?
2: No, not necessarily selfies, but just of the same event. It's like, that's what Facebook's for. Don't quit clogging up the Instagram feed.
4: Because that's another good point. I don't like to be that person. Um, I don't want to be annoying. On my social media presence, so that's why I post very rarely. Yeah, Um, and I'm not in it for followers, so I don't. That's why I don't post
2: all the time. I think more people just need to realize that nobody Nobody cares. cares. Yeah,
3: you know. Oh, I got. I'm just gonna not even. (laughs) I can't get into this tonight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, Eric, this is the perfect time to get into this. This is our soapbox. No,
3: no, no, no. This is not our pocket (laughs) to discuss. I'm gonna make sure we go right to video games.
1: So yeah, if any
4: fans want to follow my Instagram, it's there. I just don't post. Um, I
3: like it. I think Corey Cory nailed it. I like what you're doing there.
4: That's what I try to do. Um, and it's funny you mentioned porn bots, Corey. I probably get a porn bot follow a day. That's why I made my account private.
3: That's um, what happens when you get them sweet them guns of yours out there. Yeah, well, porn happened, bots start flowing.
4: What happened is I do joke hashtags on a lot of my pictures sometimes. Um. And, like, that's what attracts them. Hashtag Macklemore brings in a lot of porn bots, turns out.
3: Is that right?
2: Oh, yeah. But anyway. My uh, my girlfriend deactivated her Facebook account. I yeah. was so did proud she? Of really? her. I was so proud of her. Nice. Mostly because she didn't do the whole, like, hey, everybody, just wanted to let you know I'm deactivating my Facebook account. Yeah. She didn't make a show of it. She just did it. I was like, That's yeah, amazing. I'm proud of you.
1: Oh, That's what I God. did many years ago, and I haven't looked back.
3: Is she going to go back, do you think? Yeah, I think she will. My she just my wife, annoyed by people. Yeah, my wife didn't have one for the longest time, and then uh, she reactivated I don't know, a year ago probably. But, yeah, no, it's, oh, I get frustrated, I guess, I won't get too much into it, but I get frustrated when, I have a Facebook, but it's only for, mostly podcast stuff, and I follow some video game groups. I get angry when people start talking about things that aren't video game related in my video game groups because that's the only thing I want from them.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But I also know that these groups have, on their podcasts and things, talk about things that are more than just video game related. So I I really struggle because I feel like I should leave the groups. It's- but I also like the video game part of it.
4: I think right now is real bad time to be a part of that because of what's so, huh? been going
1: on literally everywhere. It's um, brutal. It, I-, I deleted my Twitter account about a year now to get ahead of the election stuff, so I wouldn't have to hear it.
4: It's and it's not even just not even the, the elections. Election. Yeah, it's that's the like, least. Of them. <laughs> it's weird that we live at a time when the election is the least annoying, like annoying, like political debate going on.
3: I would be happy if that's what they were talking about.
4: Yep. <laughs> but like I but said no, wh-
3: like, like Corey was saying like, When are people going to realize nobody gives a shit what your opinion is Yeah
4: Yeah I mean The world's crazy right now So it's a real tough time to like Try and be on social media And that's why I'm on Snapchat and Instagram Because nobody really um, Bothers posting that stuff yeah. on there usually, right. Which is nice Snapchat Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I like Snapchat. It's kind of, uh, like, remember in the early days of Facebook, it was just, like, post your drunken party pictures, you know? Yeah. This is before, like, that side of social media was a concern.
3: When it was just for college kids, right? Yeah,
2: just, you know, just a place for for young idiots to be young idiots. Yeah, right. Collectively. (laughs) And now it's,
3: it's... We were good at that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Damn it. So, it's evolved into such a hideous form of itself.
2: Yeah. Well, I had to do that thing probably six years ago, five years ago, where I went through, like, my all my past posts on Facebook and just removed anything that could be considered mildly controversial. Fuck.
4: So, the Canadian Rockies. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is something that my dad... Uh, He was big into, like, the uh, backpacking across, like, Canada and whatnot and had gone through the Canadian Rockies and stuff like that, so he wanted to take me there because I'd never been there. Um, So we went on a rainy day, which was a little unfortunate because there were a ton of clouds. Literally, that picture that I posted was, like, the only really, like, open view that I could get when we climbed the Canadian Rocky Mountain um, to the top. So... There was a ton of clouds in there, so you couldn't really see, like, what was, like, my, as my dad put it, he said you couldn't see, like, at, like all the mountains that were around it. And I guess it's a really, like, breathtaking sight. And I'm always really into that sort of thing and, like, you know, climbing mountains and being at the top of it and just looking at really? Like, holy crap.
3: Yeah, Will, it's kind of... come to Charlottesville. There's so much of that here.
4: I love that stuff. I don't do it often because I like to do it with people and nobody yeah. likes to kind of do it. Um,
3: Oh, God, if you guys ever come down to visit, we'll go to the uh, Shenandoah National Park. There's a ton of that stuff.
4: Yeah, I would totally do that. I'd be in. Um, So, yeah, we did that. We saw the glacier that's around there, uh, Edith Cavella, I think it was called, um, which was really cool. And, like, there was, like, part of it melting and, like, becoming a water, like, going into a waterfall. um, And then it, like, went into, like, a water, like, basin, which was really cool. Um, Global warming. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess it's way bigger than it was the last time they went. Like the Yeah, that the, happens. Like, so um that <laughs> that was a really cool thing to do. Um and we traveled around Edmonton. Uh, I sent you guys the picture. Uh to, or maybe I didn't send you the picture of me outside Rexall.
1: No. I saw it. I saw it somewhere.
4: <laughs> you saw it. Uh maybe you probably saw it on Allison's uh Instagram. Yeah. Uh I think I actually sent you the picture of the jinx that I caught there yeah. instead of doing yep. anything <laughs> um <laughs> so that was cool traveled around edmonton saw where uh neil worked and all that which was pretty cool um i really liked the area though just overall in general and it was really good to see ryan uh which is their kid he's uh our, our nephew quite the tank yeah he is he is a tank and he was very clearly performing for us while we were we were there a boy because Allison said, that, like, he was up until, like, 10, 11 every night, which is bedtime seven thirty. Um And then Allison put him down at 7.30 the night we left and he, like, went to sleep and stuff like that. So. Um, it is sad to leave, though, uh, because, you know, part of the family is up there and, like, knowing you're not going to see, you know, Allison, Neil, and Ryan again for a while is uh, a little depressing. So I wasn't ready to leave.
1: Um, but. You know, I've got work coming back up, so I couldn't stay longer. Ugh. There's nothing worse than going back to work after you've been on a vacation.
3: No, there's not.
1: I was smart this year because last year
4: when I went to Florida, uh, they had me, my flight guy in at 3 a.m., and they had me scheduled to work at 6. So this year I was smart and said, oh, I'm not getting back until Friday, Uh, so they put me on Saturday.
2: CIC nice. Days. But
4: I'm back today. Yeah, I always... I always
3: give myself a buffer day.
4: Yeah. I give myself three.
2: Will. Yes. Did you have any poutine? I did.
3: Hey! Yeah. yeah.
4: It's delicious, um, right? It was delicious. Yeah.
3: What is poutine exactly, Will? It is
2: gravy, fries, and cheese.
3: That sounds alright.
2: If you get it in America, they put a little crumbly bacon on it.
1: Well, Well, Americans have to put bacon on everything. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Um,
4: trying to think of what else. There was a Dairy Queen debacle.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
4: Mom and Dad argued about Dairy Queen every day.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What about, like, what, what, what was the argument centered around?
4: The first day we were there... My dad brought up Dairy Queen like three times, and this is from the time that we landed at, like, I don't know, six maybe, mm-hmm. um, to when we went to bed. So he brought it up three times, so we knew we were going to hit up Dairy Queen. Sure. Um, and it just kept getting brought up more and more, and my mom really wanted to do it, but we didn't do it till the end, so she was upset with that, and of did, course I was
2: taking uh, it on. Did you get your Dairy Queen served upside down?
4: That's, wait, does that happen?
2: Yeah, they I didn't uh, go in. You if if you ha- you have to request it upside down, and if they give it to you and it's not upside down, you get a free one.
4: Really? Yeah. Upside down? Like what is that?
3: They hand it to you upside down. Yeah. Wow.
4: Okay. Well, okay. This Guess you better kinda, go back. <laughs> this this remind. Okay, so when my mom and dad ordered it, they said that they tipped it upside down and then tipped it the other way and gave it to them.
3: There so, you go. They probably just give it to everybody like that, mm-hmm. whether they ask for it or not. That way they don't have to worry about it.
2: Just playing it safe. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, that. Ta- wasn't the what's the Taco Bell rule? If they don't offer you a drink, you get it for
3: free? Is that a rule? It used to be. Is that Taco Bell? I don't know. I've noticed that Taco Bell has been stealing... Uh, lines from Chick-fil-A's customer service. If you notice, I don't know if they're doing it up your guys way, but uh they're saying my pleasure now when you say thank you. That's always been a Chick-fil-A staple.
1: Huh. Really?
3: Yeah, see if they do it. I hadn't uh,
1: I hadn't noticed last time I went through. But I no- uh, I w- I wouldn't notice that anyway, I don't think.
3: <laughs> I kind of think- I guess being in customer service, I notice things like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I've noticed how
4: miserable all the customer customer service reps are. Well, that's because uh, they places. make
1: that's because they make you say stupid stuff like that. Well, even where I work,
4: like I fake a smile.
1: Yeah, but I never like we had to we had a like a line that we had to use when I worked in coffee, and I never used it. It sounded so fake. Yeah,
4: I try to be genuine, and that's why when people ask me a question, I always say, "Yeah, what's up?" and said, "How can I help you?"
1: Or I, um, oh, they, yeah. they wanted us to ask, "How are you doing?" Yeah. Or how are you? Hi, how are you today? And like, mm. you know, if you when you have a line of like twenty people,
2: and you're you asking every person,
1: not only did I not care, but it takes up time that it doesn't need to be taken up. You know?
2: Yeah. When someone tries to get my attention at work, it goes like, uh, <sighs> "What?" <laughs> That's my reaction.
3: <laughs> That's great.
4: Yeah. This reminds me. Uh, last thing: Canadians are really nice. Yeah. Every server we had down there was sorry, like people like servers like <laughs> up here are nice but like they were just on another level of nice <laughs> and like the amount of times i heard suri sorry yeah well people, sorry
3: i just want to clear something up real quick people aren't nice where you're from will
4: well yeah they really aren't like i'm just no. so used to like when i get a little bit of niceness i'm just like oh they're really polite um, but the there, same way. but there i was like oh my god
3: yeah
1: yeah, when we were in Nashville, there was a marked difference in in politeness and and pleasantness of of oh, the people yeah. down there as compared to here.
3: I've it noticed that. In Virginia, huge too. difference. Definitely.
1: Everyone up, oh. well, I mean everyone's sourer we are cuz I mean it sucks here, so.
3: Binghamton.
4: Yeah. yeah. Okay. There was definitely a big noticeable difference between the happiness around here uh and, and there. there. Mhm. But other than that, I know I'm probably forgetting something. Uh, Ryan's birthday, actually. Um, First birthday. His first birthday, which sucks because we had to leave on uh, his actual first birthday. But other than that, we we, like celebrated on Saturday. Um, (coughs) He he had cake and all that, which was adorable to watch him. He was really confused by it. Uh, Yep. They usually are. are, Yeah, because they're like, Mom and Dad are letting me grab this
1: cake. Yeah. They usually yell at me. they usually yell at me when I make a mess. Exactly, but that's the one time. And then after they just hosed him off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which, which I
3: like hilarious. it. Yep, that's good. How did he like that? How do you like the hosing off?
4: Uh, he the he like didn't really cry at all. He just kind of t- stood there and took it. I guess. Right there, yeah. He is like a tank. Like he just like bowls stuff down. He falls down all the time. Just gets up. Um. He had a really nasty ankle spell. Like he looks any normal human like would have twisted their ankle, but uh he just got up, walked it off.
1: But that's it for me. Okay. Eric, what do you got?
3: I got nothing, Dan. I'm gonna let the dogs out, but I don't I really don't have anything to share for my week.
2: Okay. Corey, what do you got? Oh man. Uh the only ugh, I I don't know. It's been a it's been a busy long busy work week, but uh I watched Netflix's new show Stranger Things, mm-hmm. which is a eight episode drama about kids and monsters and other dimensions. It's kind of like a cross between E.T. and like Freaks and Geeks. Takes place in the early '80s, um, or like Super Eight, I think would be a good comparison for those of that have seen Super Eight. And Winona Ryder's in it, and she's a raving lunatic the whole series, which kind of bothered me about it. Um, but other than that, it's it's pretty good. It's about a uh, little little boy disappears. Um, and there's a government cover up. They think he's everyone thinks he's dead, but the mom is convinced he isn't, and uh, the boys. Friends are also convinced he is not dead Just based on things they have seen uh, So they The series is about that investigation um, From all aspects It's it's pretty good I do recommend it It's rating really well People seem to really like it uh, But we watched the whole The whole eight episodes uh, I think Sunday we watched like six Binge watched six episodes Are they an hour? In 40 minutes I think Okay or maybe they're an hour. I don't know.
1: 40, 50 minutes, probably.
2: Yeah. I mean, I have a really, really hard time sitting and watching stuff anymore. Um, I can't really watch movies even unless I'm in the movie theater. I have a really mm-hmm. hard time sitting for any length of time. But uh I also started watching the Sinbad series on Netflix, the anime series. I watched the first episode of that. That's really good. Um and so far, it doesn't have any of that weird anime stuff that's popular in Japan, but doesn't necessarily fly over here. What's that? Like the incesty kind of things. That's popular. Right I haven't there? seen any of that in anime. There's always that's always like a trope, um, like half brother sister things. Uh, I think that's it. Really, I mean. I went tubing on Saturday. That was nice. That's one of my favorite things to do: sit in a tube and drink
0: uh-huh.
2: all day. But uh, yeah, not not much else going on with me. Okay. Uh,
1: I only have one quick thing to talk about. I tried two of the new uh, special edition Oreo flavors: <gasps> blueberry yeah. pie. No, I did not try the blueberry pie ones. That's probably next on the list. Fruity crisp. Uh, I tried. Yep, fruity pebbles yeah and the s'mores ones which i think they they had last year but they're back for for the summer
2: uh both both excellent go ahead no i was gonna say right before we started recording i sent my girlfriend a link to the fruity pebbles oreos yeah (laughs) saying i I wanted them
1: oh they're they're excellent they are it tastes exactly like fruity pebbles and milk i mean obviously you have to have them dipped in milk i don't you're a crazy person if you don't have an oreo dipped in milk Um, but yeah, the Fruity Pebbles ones are excellent. S'mores ones are good too. It tastes a lot like a s'more. The, the chocolate part is not as good because it's, it's, you know, the chocolate frosting or whatever, not melted chocolate, but, uh, the cookie part has a good, a good, uh, graham cracker flavor and the, the marshmallow part of it does taste like an actual marshmallow. So it does taste a lot like a s'more, uh, Mm. but the Fruity Pebbles ones are on point. They are it tastes exactly like a fruity pebble even uh they have like crunchy things in the filling uh that make it even crunch like the fruity pebbles like when you first start eating it before it uh gets mushy in the milk yum yeah they're good
2: that sounds amazing it does sound good yep
1: uh blueberry pie is next though that's that's what we we want to try next but yeah i ate way too many oreos this past week i think i have a problem
4: they're so good, so good, Dan.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's my favorite of the like mass-produced cookie mm-hmm. by far. They're on another level, Oreos. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we want to take a break, or should we get right into what we played?
2: I, I'm indifferent.
1: Will you want to take a break? Is Eric sure. back yet? No, he's not here. Okay, camera, because the camera's down again.
2: Yeah, both your everyone's cameras down. I activated
1: mine. Yeah, I turned mine back on.
2: Let's... Yours came off again, Dan, and so did mine. <laughs> Will, yours is still off, and so is Eric's. All right, we'll really? take we'll
1: take Wait, a, a quick... Yeah, your, yours has been off, Will. All right, well, we'll take a quick break and get freaking Skype sorted out, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 261 of the Thumpstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in What We Played. Will... Uh, since you weren't on last week, why don't you get us caught up on what you've been playing?
4: Uh, I mean, I haven't really been playing a whole lot other than, like, NHL, um, NBA. Pokemon Go, uh, I've been playing, I played a lot of that the week it came out, but when I went to Edmonton, I hardly played, uh, because I needed to be in Wi-Fi, uh, to be able to play because I don't have service out there. Uh, I'm still having fun with Pokemon Go, um... Since I haven't played it in like a week, I haven't had to deal with a lot of the server issues that you guys have been dealing with. Um, I hate Team Red. Team Valley. I want to get that out there. Yeah, they, uh, we're in a very big struggle here in Newark Valley for the gyms. I bet. With Team Red. Uh, Team Yellow is nowhere to be found. <laughs> I think that's most places. Actually, Can you switch I would allegiance? Yeah, you have to email them. <laughs> oh, I was just told that uh, Yellow took a couple of gyms while I was gone, so I missed it.
1: The one I can and see on my the... map... What's up, Dan? The one I can see on my map occasionally gets taken over by Yellow. Really? Yeah. But that's the only one. It's usually red or blue. I just want to say Maltrace
4: is the least... Is the dumbest of the three birds. I don't know why anybody would choose
2: Team Red. What's the difference? Corey, the legendary birds. Come on. Who cares? Yeah. Care. It means literally nothing.
4: No, it doesn't. And uh, whatever team you're on, you get that bird.
3: When? When do I get it?
4: They're They're doing
2: raids.
3: What?
4: They're doing raids. Basically. What are you,
3: what are you talking
4: about?
2: <laughs>
3: Are we we still talking talking about about Pokemon Go?
4: (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about those raids. Have you guys not read anything about them? No. No. Basically what happened...
3: I was trying to read it.
4: (laughs) I mean, it doesn't stop when you read stuff on Destructoid.
3: It was a joke. (laughs) I know. I'm
4: combating your joke. Go on. Now I'm not going to explain what raids are.
3: Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, God.
4: Uh, The other thing I've been playing is Final Fantasy. Come on, stop it. I started Final Fantasy IX while I was in Edmonton. I only played about two hours, but I really like Final Fantasy IX so far. Uh, I'm in the Ice Cavern. For those who have played it,
1: works good on mobile.
4: Uh, I'd rather play it on computer. Yeah.
2: What if you had a controller?
4: I mean, I kind of run laggy on my phone, but my phone's garbage right now, so I really I need to get a new one.
2: No mine.
4: No, I'm going to wait for the new iPhone. Mm. September, uh, right?
1: Isn't that when they yes, when they
4: usually come out? Generally September, early October, I want to say. Other than that, I really haven't been playing um too too much. I've been haven't been home to play anything. I want to play I am
1: Setsuna though. Okay. Sounds good. Should we talk more about Pokémon Go?
2: Yeah, I'd like to return to Pokemon Go.
1: Okay. Nope. It passed by. <laughs> Will's done.
2: Will, what are the raids?
4: just uh, Google for that.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. In the name of the podcast, Will, don't worry about me. Please explain what a raid is.
4: Basically, everybody meets up in an area... And everybody on that team attacks the legendary bird, and it's attacking your Pokemon, and if you beat it, everybody on the team of that bird gets that Pokemon. So
1: that's what we saw when they had the commercial with everybody fighting the Mew? Mewtwo? Yes.
2: Oh. So how many of those Pokemon qualify for just raids and not be caught in the wild?
1: It's the three three legendary birds. And Mew?
4: No. Mewtwo?
1: Mewtwo. Mewtwo is one of
4: them. Mew and Mewtwo will probably be raids too, I would I would bet at least. Huh.
2: Yeah, I don't think a Mew has been spotted, has it?
4: Not they're the... not in the game.
2: Oh, okay. I know Charizard has been spotted but not caught or has it been caught. Uh
4: probably they there's probably a lot of Charizard. because it's not legendary.
1: Yeah, people can um farm. Charmander's, too, to get enough candy to evolve.
4: Mm. Yeah. Because uh, the Pokemon Pokedex only goes to, like, 130-something, I want to say. No, it's higher than
2: that. Yeah, it's, it goes to 146 or yeah, something. Yeah, that's
4: Dragonite,
1: I think, right? 146. <laughs> really? Because on my Pokedex, that's at Vaporeon, and yeah. that's where it ends. Yeah, those are my highest, too, is the three EV evolutions. Oh, okay. my highest um, numbers. But, yeah, people have gotten Dragonites and stuff like that.
4: They're adding Generation 2 in December, by the way.
2: How do you know these things? Yeah, where
1: did you hear that? Just got to read.
2: I, che- I read the Pokemon Go subreddit, like, every day.
1: Me, too. I check it, like, 30 times a day.
2: <laughs> you guys, come on. <laughs> I do. It's the same thing I used to do with uh, Stardew Valley. Or, and Mario Maker, I should say. Mario Maker, I checked. Like, it was a disease I had that I had to keep refreshing. Yep.
1: That's what I do with
2: Pokemon Go now too.
3: God, you nerds. <laughs> I
2: I guess uh my big thought of the week for Pokemon Go is I'm surprised how much I'm still playing it.
1: Yeah, with how janky it's been
2: yes. Well that especially uh, but it is still pretty thin yeah game. You yeah. Know? Well There's not a lot to it.
1: I think there I think that's probably a good thing. At this point, can you imagine if like they had put trading and stuff in and uh people were having trades get screwed up by server issues? I think the yeah, reason why man. they didn't add all that stuff in was because I wish
3: they had, that would have been hilarious.
1: <laughs> was because like, because they they didn't know how it was going
2: to be at first. Like
3: lost Pokemon
2: because Francis of... could have made a yeah. good
3: YouTube video about that.
2: Yes, he could have. I did have a, I did have a scare. Um at work there are an infinite number of Claferies. Uh-huh. So I've been getting a bunch of them all week and uh was it last night or the night before I evolved to get the Cleffable and it would have been my first and uh <laughs> I got like an error message like something something could not evolve due to error and I was like wow. okay well do I still get my Pokemon? I looked and there was no Cleffable and all my fairy candies were gone. Oh. And I was like really? what? Uh But after I turned the Game off, rebooted it. My cleffable was there. So. That's good. Yeah.
4: Uh, with the amount of people that are playing it, I'm not surprised it has server issues, though.
2: Yeah,
1: I still play as often as I can.
2: So get I don't this. Really play it. There was a. Uh, as of last week, one of the Pokestops near me was this big ginkgo tree that was planted in like 1850, and it had the landmark plaque on it. And it said, like, you know, this tree was planted in 1850 and so-and-so's estate in honor of blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, cool. It was, like, right outside the dollar store that I go into pretty regularly. And uh, I just never noticed it. But, you know, because of Pokemon Go, I noticed it. And I was like, oh, what a cool tree. And it was it was in good health and everything. And then two days ago, I go to go to the Pokestop and walk in the dog. The whole tree's gone. It's gone. Yeah. They cut it down. Like in that span of it? time of me, strange timing it, for them to cut down at like a historic tree from 1850. It's gone. Did,
1: did you what look in the, the newspaper fun? or anything? Like, did someone vandalize it or did no, was it just dying?
2: For the first time in my life, I felt like calling the town and being like, <laughs> you "Hey, should. what did you do to the ginkgo tree?" I, would, I mean, I, I think I'd, you should this. report back next week. Yeah, just, just see, you know, find out. Yeah,
4: can, can you please do that? What if yeah. it was
2: Pokemon Go related? I doubt it, because it's just in a parking lot, you know?
3: Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, anything can happen it's... there.
2: People are going to Area 51, Corey.
4: I'm pretty sure they'd chop a tree down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll show those Pokemon Go players.
3: they plant it in their backyard in hopes that the Pokestop moves, moves too. Do
2: yeah.
4: you guys see the video from Washington in that park where somebody spotted a Squirtle and, like, the thousands of people started flocking to the area where the Squirtle was? Stampede. It did. Did you guys see the video of the kid? That same video where the kid laid the shoulder into the other kid.
2: Okay. No. For yeah, what? What for, reason?
3: It's... Squirtle. Be a dick.
2: There's. I don't know. Can't everybody catch it though?
1: I think so. Yeah, but
4: if you, it, this kid probably just went to. It was either his friend or he just wanted to blindside the person for no reason.
1: Mm. Yeah, if it was one of my friends, I would have done that just for shits and
4: if giggles. If
3: it had been Kyle Seymour, I would yeah, laid his ass out exactly.
1: <laughs> Just to screw with them. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I'm into the Pokemon Go, like, cultural phenomena that it is. Sure.
2: Yeah, I'm into it, too. I'm still a little uh, embarrassed, though, to have my phone out, like, doing the whole thing, walking.
3: Yeah, I I played a little bit this past weekend, but I think I'm pretty much done with it. It's it's worn off on me. I'd rather just play the regular Pokemon at this point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, whatever. People can do what they want, but...
2: I I did, I hear you, Eric. There's just, I mean, for me, it's just the drive to catch all the Pokemon.
3: You know, I I hear you. The excitement of
2: seeing one I haven't seen before. That's it.
3: With the inconsistencies of the servers, it's just, it really takes it out for me.
2: And, and yeah, and Pokemon Go is literally the only game I would put up with this much jank to play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even, exactly, it's not even because it's like a good game it's just because it's pokemon and i want to catch pokemon
1: i think part of it for me too is i have a really good spawn point just across the street from my house so pretty much every time i fight like if i fire up the app every 15 minutes i catch a pokemon and occasionally there's rare spawns there and i think if that wasn't the case if i didn't have any spawns near me or anything like that i don't know that i would play it as much
3: yeah i don't have any at mine
2: are there a lot of kids dan around in that area um,
1: young kids, there's not older. There's kids
2: no, not probably not a lot of people playing because it's weird. Because it seems like in in my anecdotal experience that wherever more people are playing at any given time, yeah. more Pokemon pop up. Sure,
1: that's part of it. I figured out that one of the reasons why I have such a good spawn across the street from my house that has something to do with Ingress. Uh, there's I don't even know what it's called, but there's these blue dots on the Ingress map. And it corresponded directly with where my where the Pokemon are spawning. Like uh, across the street, in Kitty Corner, there's a lot of them, and then like a little ways down the down the street on my side, um, there was a lot of them too. And that's where the Pokemon spawn. So you just can't like physically. Fiz- there's always the Pokemon grass. That's really the only way you can tell that there's uh, potentially spawns there. But yeah, it's you can use that as as a as a tool to help you catch Pokemon.
2: Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, and, and I said it last week and I'm still in the same boat. Like they need, there needs to be more to this game soon. Yeah. And I imagine, you know, considering the overwhelming success that we'll get lots. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they need to work. They need to work on stability and, and bug fixes before they add anything. Um, the, the tracking bug is obnoxious. That's one of the things. And then obviously the stability.
2: You mean like the number of footprints yeah. in relation to where the Pokemon actually is? Yep. Yeah. I yeah, don't think it means anything.
1: Well, it doesn't now. Yeah, it's, that was it's, my impression. It's completely broken. It 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 did work before. Um, Mostly if it was one or two footprints, you could track it down pretty reliably. Three, not so much. But now they're all three. And uh, I think uh, in a lot of cases, like, just because you have a a Pokemon on your nearby thing doesn't necessarily mean it's around. And they're all three footprints, so there's no telling how far away
2: something is. I wonder if the Russians are, like, messing with the satellite so we can't play Pokemon Go properly. I don't know.
1: Definitely. Uh, Like, Android users anywhere can download it and and just play it. Uh, So there's a lot of people playing in countries where um, it might not necessarily be available yet but I did hear the communist party banned it in Japan or not Japan. I'm sorry. China. Really? So you can thank yeah. them for thank them communist for uh, China. <laughs> thank them for keeping the server, the server somewhat stable. Thank anyway. God. Cause that would overload the servers. That really showed us.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I tried the, I did the, uh, the EV trick. Yep. So I have all three Me too. evolutions of that. I did Which is on nice. the,
1: I did on the last one actually. I had the I got the other two by chance, Vaporeon oh, nice. and Jolteon and then I was like I don't want to take my chances, so I I did the 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 trick the pyro trick for Flareon.
2: Yeah. And it worked. And it just so happens my Vaporeon is a uh, over 1000 combat power. And I guess over 1000? Like yeah, my Vaporeon. And I from what I understand that's a really good Pokémon for gyms. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know. I didn't read why, but high defense i think really yeah people have a hard time taking it out uh and dan i think you mentioned it in our chat but a a really important tip for fighting in gyms is pay less attention to the combat power and more for the favorable type matchups yeah yeah uh I, i guess that makes a huge difference yeah and i was actually there's somebody in my town his name's frank tank who's on team red who's like a level 22 and he captures the gyms and I'll, I'll check the map every now and again. And uh, once I see he's captured them, I go and reinforce them with my Pokemon. Uh, which is kind of nice because I'll get like a day's worth of coins out of it. Yeah. And it's there that it's there long enough. I have yet to win a battle, but it's at least at the gym.
1: Yeah, type's important. Uh, you also get a, a damage bonus if you do uh, an attack that's the same type as your Pokemon. Uh, like if you're, uh, say, you're a Vaporeon uh, that's a... Water Pokemon, and he has a normal attack, uh, you get a little of that damage taken away. Whereas if you're a Vaporeon and you do a water attack, it does more damage. I think it's like a 25% increase, maybe. Uh, someone did some data mining and figured all this stuff out.
2: Well, don't, I've also heard it said though that you're wasting your time if you're doing the, the special attacks. You should just tap and dodge.
1: No, a special attack, I mean, especially if you're, if you're, uh, type matching, yeah. uh, okay. does a lot of damage. Um, so. with that,
4: I've noticed whenever I would do a special attack, regardless of type, I would take, like, two or three hits from the computer Pokemon. Yeah. Um you gotta like dodge. When I'm trying... Well, when you're holding it down, it doesn't always dodge. Oh, okay. So, hmm. I don't know. I don't really bother with special attacks that often.
2: Why couldn't they just do a turn-based thing? It seems like that would be easier.
4: I don't know. I don't know, yeah.
2: Maybe we'll get that. Maybe that'll be a change. Sure. I don't know. What would you guys want out of Pokemon Go? Um, Brian No, I mean, like, features and game mechanics and interesting interactions.
1: I mean, trading would be nice. That's one of the core core features of, of Pokemon, definitely. Um, other than that, I don't know. I would like to be able to like maybe train your Pokemon by random encounters, yeah. Like the Pokemon that you come across on the map, you could fight instead of uh, instead of capturing, maybe.
2: Yeah, or even just interactions with people in the area. Yeah, you know, like have a duel. Like every square mile or whatever is uh, like a, a lobby, mm-hmm. you know, and you just duel and. That could be fun. That could yeah. cause problems, though. That's yeah. how people so get killed. Yeah. That's a good point. Never mind. I take that back.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Any other thoughts on Pokemon Go? Nah. I wish it worked. Yeah. I do too.
1: Because it also works kind of fine at my house too where I have Wi-Fi. But once I get out, it crashes a lot more. Because I'm yeah. just on my... On that, my yeah, when
2: it, I've had that issue too when it switches from Wi-Fi to the network... It crashes. Yep.
1: I usually shut it off, shut off my Wi-Fi before I leave the house. That's um, what I it's do. Definitely not as stable once you're out in in cell, cellular data area. Yeah.
2: Although I did catch a a Charmander um, on the highway. Nice. <laughs> we were going and it popped up and I, I was able to get it quick enough.
1: Yeah. When I haven't seen a single Fire Pokemon. Whenever I drive somewhere, uh, the wife is in the passenger seat catching Pokemon.
3: <laughs> that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: well, at least you're not doing it while you drive,
3: Dan. That's really the only enjoyment I've had <laughs> out of this game is when we did that Yeah, I, I do don't, I have no interest in fighting gyms because everybody's too fucking high a level, and I don't have that kind of time.
1: Yeah. Uh, apparently, once you get to level twenty, that's when things really slow down. So once you get to level twenty is when you're when you should start um, leveling up your Pokemon, combat power, and stuff. Anything up until then is really pointless from what i've read
2: i could see like especially in smaller towns like an interesting dynamic forming between people who are capturing and recapturing yeah. gyms over and over and like especially Rivals. like in newark valley well people will know like oh will's got a uh, high combat power jolteon or something i should start powering up a pokemon that i know can counter that bigger cities not so much it's yeah. more of a crap shoot
4: we, uh, there's one guy who, Lord Opotamus, his name's Ryan Kerr, owns all the gyms. We curse his name. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said it on this, but that's alright.
2: I, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yeah.
4: Pokemon Go. Yeah.
2: Pogo. When are we starting the
3: Pogo podcast?
2: Uh, Please do.
3: Because everybody in the chat and myself have proposed a Pokemon Go ban Ban. this podcast. I don't know about everybody. Well, two people in the chat, which is usually the number that's in there. So (laughs) I just assumed that was everybody. It's unanimous. Dave, Valerie, and myself, a couple of respected members of the Thumbstick Athletes community.
2: And this is why we will never be popular, because we ban...
3: We're not gonna about ban things. it. I just proposed it. I know you're not <laughs> going to. You nerds play it too much.
1: Valerie's supposed to write in her uh gripes about Pokemon Go mm. in an email.
2: I can't not, imagine there are any.
1: It's never too late. I it probably has to do with people being idiots where she is while playing it.
2: Yeah. I had to guess. I've seen I mean I've seen some of that. Yeah. I had to, a but kids I don't get walking on the right side of the road when I'm trying to ride my bike. You're supposed to walk on the left side little fuckers yeah
1: <laughs> okay uh eric what'd
2: you play Yes.
3: Yeah. um cory you want to talk about video ball it's a game yeah i like video ball i might never play it again
2: yeah it's about where i'm at <laughs>
3: I don't really know how to describe it. Like I, I did two on two with uh, three computer players because I couldn't get it to connect to any online games. Uh, but you're like a little triangle and there's balls that pop up and you can, you can pick how many balls, uh, can come on the screen at one time. You can pick how many players are on the, in the match at one time. And there is some strategy to it, which I really enjoyed. And I, th- I think that if the online worked and like Corey and I could play it together, it'd be a pretty good time. Uh, Working out strategies. So it's basically like you have a goal on either end, and there's different um, map setups, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, so there's different size goals and things like that, and they, the objective is to score as many goals as you can by pushing the balls into the, the net. Um, but, like, you can hit the other. So you basically shoot. I think it was was a space bar that shoots. One of the buttons on the keyboard shoots, uh, it was way better with controller, though. Did you play it with controller, Corey? Yeah,
2: that's what I used. Controller.
3: Okay, yeah, it was so much better. So I just ended up using the uh, the trigger uh, to shoot with. But, like, the longer you hold the trigger down, the more powerful of a shot you get. And you can really just, like, send a ball flying. If you hold it down for a really long time, you could put up, like, a square that blocks your opponents from being able to shoot the ball through there. Um, you can also shoot your opponents, which resets their shot. Um but yeah, I th- I thought it's a cool game. I don't know if if the online worked. I might play it every now and again. But it was ten bucks. Uh, seemed like it was getting pretty good reviews. Thought it might be kind of similar to Rocket League in a way, and it was all right. Yeah,
2: uh, it's it's de- it's definitely compelling. It's just it's too small of an experience for me to invest any time in, too and i think it would play really well as like a mini game in another game like maybe between rocket league matches you're playing video ball you that's know that's
3: perfect i love that something oh, like man, that oh man that'd be awesome
2: cuz like you said like i don't i don't know that i'll ever turn it on again i'll never sit down and say ah oh, i'm going to play some video ball because if i'm in that kind of mood then i'm playing rocket league you know
3: no i <laughs> absolutely no you're absolutely right, Corey.
2: And you're right. They, like they do some really interesting things and it could be a really like fun competitive game. It's just such a small experience overall that it's just like Am I gonna am I gonna turn on video ball and try
3: and, you know when you already have the best competitive exactly. game ever made like, at your when, disposal?
2: When there's yeah, when I can boot up Rocket League and like progress and, and you know I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. And it but there's it's not a good game. It's just there's not the, like, eSport appeal there either. Like, I can't see this game. I can't see two guys squaring off and there being, like, a shoutcaster.
3: See, I could see that. Really? Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see that.
2: I I can see. I, I would sit down and watch a Clash Royale version of that before I would watch really? a video ball version. Yeah,
3: Clash Royale.
2: It's just, it's. It's a silly little game. It's Pong, man.
3: No, I know it is, but there's just some strategy to it. Sure, but uh I don't know. I could watch some video ball, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just liked it more than you did.
2: Yeah. It would be fun it would be fun to uh to play like competitive with your friends though. Yeah. As with anything, but like this one I think you could it could it could cause some fist fights or something.
3: That's the only way to play this game. I
1: Yeah, think. with buds. Yeah. Couch on on a couch like
2: a couch competitive couch co-op
3: would be or yeah couch couch competitive game like that'd be so fun.
2: Do you see like a video ball community forming? No. Yeah, that's yeah.
3: Because the thing is, is I feel like if that was going to be forming, I probably would have latched onto it. Yeah. And I've pretty much already lost interest. I don't know because this, this game should be up my alley and it's just really it's just kind of an average game I don't think there's enough there do you think yeah. part of
1: that too is you already have a game that scratches that itch in Rocket League oh yeah I'm exactly sure that's part yeah.
3: Of it, but you know so does everybody else you know
2: sure Yeah, it's I don't know maybe Video Ball 2 where it's they add like uh it's 3D 3D and like I don't know, like the baseball stars thing of, like, different players with different attributes. And you're, like, building a team of unique players. I don't know. It's it's definitely a fun and compelling gameplay mechanic. but It's
3: just a little experience.
2: Th- yeah, that's about where it ends.
3: Um, and then, did you want to talk just briefly about I Am Satsuna Dan?
2: Yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, That's I want to hear gameplay.
3: about it. Uh, well, it's a JRPG, which is definitely not up my alley, as you guys all know. Um, but I don't know. It looked interesting, and I, I've been in a bit of a funk league. At least I thought maybe I'd try something different that I'm not used to playing. Uh, so Will and I split it on PS4. Uh, it's a $40 game, and it's made by, who is it? Square. Square. No, Square. Uh published yeah, by yeah. Square. Tokyo, Tokyo RPG Factory. RPG Factory. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a it's a JRPG. I guess it's a lot like Chrono Trigger is the is the word. I've never played that.
1: Yeah, the combat system is a, reminds me is reminiscent of C- Chrono Trigger. Okay. Uh outside that, at least so far. I only played about 2 okay. hours. We're going to do an episode on it next week we'll just give our Yeah, so I mean it's okay. Thoughts. I
3: I, do, I wouldn't say it's anything spectacular no i don't think the art style is all that great either
1: no i like the art i like the background uh the character models i don't like as much but i do like the environments
3: there are some parts that i've liked and a lot of the parts i'm just like "Eh, this doesn't look all that great yeah i i like some of the music but i also feel like some of it is just kind of out of place i don't know i don't know Mm -hmm. it's okay
4: I read that if you're looking for something to push the JRPG genre forward, this isn't what you're looking for. If you're looking for something that's just an old-school JRPG
1: game, uh, this is what you should play. Yeah.
3: The one thing I really like is the combat. Yeah. That was fun. Um,
1: it It's a game for me that, like, it feels like I've played it before, mm-hmm. but I'm not really sure if I've played, like, this game before or if I've played... Other games that had these elements, and it's all com- kind of combined into one. You know, because it's supposed to be like a spiritual successor to like Chrono Trigger. Um, but it doesn't really, like it, like mm. I said, other than the combat system, at least to this point, a couple hours in, it doesn't really feel like a Chrono Trigger. Well, uh, it feels like a classic kind of JRPG story to this point. Um, yeah. but yeah, like, you know, uh, average experience for me so far.
2: The, uh, the developers of the game played Chrono Trigger religiously when developing this game and designed like certain aspects of the game to feel just like that. Yeah. That's that's probably why you feel like you've played it before. The
1: combo moves, especially. um, Yeah. There's that very, very reminiscent of, of Chrono Trigger. Uh, But other than that, like it doesn't feel like Chrono Trigger, you know, Mm -hmm. I guess, but if it feels familiar, it feels like something I've played before. I'm not sure where I get that feeling
2: One of my concerns going into it Is that uh, there's just one setting It's just snow Snowy, yeah It's very drab Hey, (laughs) I like snow, Will, don't get me wrong But, I mean, when you're comparing it to Chrono Trigger, which was all over the place In time and space
3: Well, and I should say I am a big fan of the snow setting I just just don't feel like the snow setting looks all that great
4: I don't like these words you speak.
3: I I like snow. It's one of my favorite settings. I just don't think it looks all that great.
4: Breaking my heart.
3: I mean, no. I I enjoyed my time playing it. I don't want to sound like I didn't, but I just think it's a very average game. Yeah. I don't know a lot about JRPGs, but it seems to me like it's a very average JRPG.
1: So. That's my wheelhouse, then.
3: <laughs> yeah, you might love it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll do an episode on it next week. I yeah. hope to have it beaten by How next week. How
3: much did you play, Dan?
1: Two about two hours.
3: Okay, I probably put an hour and a half, two hours in. Yeah,
1: I hope to have it beaten by next week. <clears throat> it's only supposed to be about twenty hours long.
2: That's, yeah, that's a tall that's a tall task, Dan. I don't know. Ah, Dan can do Al- that although
1: if, I... if you're playing it too, yeah.
2: If I play literally all day tomorrow, except for when you're gonna play, you can play it. You bought it fun that'll be about 12 hours
3: you're not gonna be able to play 12 hours of that game in one day (laughs) no
2: i'd be surprised
3: i'd be shocked Mm. don't forget about your rocket league time
2: (laughs) yeah if i yeah if i start playing rocket league i won't stop
3: forget it yep (laughs) i hear that (laughs) uh
2: That's why I set my parameters, but then I always cheat on my parameters. And then you're done. Yeah.
3: I mean, I hope you guys like it.
2: It's what I'm in the mood for. It's like right time for it for me, so maybe it'll hit. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's. I mean, it's not going to rewrite the script for what what a JRPG is. You know, it reminds me of like a PlayStation Two JRPG. Like, I feel like it should be a PlayStation 2 game. Graphically.
3: Sounds about right. Mm.
2: Okay.
1: So, all right. Uh, That's that's enough about that. Okay. Uh, Corey, what do you got? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. We talked about it already.
3: I don't think I played anything else.
1: Okay. Uh, The other thing I played, I played quite a bit more of The Witcher 3, uh, Blood and Wine expansion. So the main storyline has you tracking down a supernatural assassin, uh, for the Grand Duchess of Toussaint. that's kind of the main storyline of Blood and Wine. Uh, but as part of your reward, which you get up front, you get uh, an estate, which is a winery in the hills that you can you can Ooh. upgrade and customize to your liking. You can place out your armor, armor suits, and and paintings that you have come across or that you buy. Uh, you can put in there, uh, which I love that sort of stuff in a game. I thought it would feel weird for Geralt who's kind of a nomad to be doing something like that but at the same time like I feel like that's CD Projekt Red uh, CD Project Red's way of kind of like retiring Geralt like it feels like he's when he's done with the main events in The Witcher 3 that like he's going to retire to this estate and and call it a day you know
2: I don't know Dan The Witcher 3 was really good at capturing the essence of Geralt <laughs>
1: Well, no. I, like I said, I le- at first I thought it was weird, but it, it, the more I play Blood and Wine, it more more like it feels like he's yeah. headed into his retirement.
2: Yeah, I would ex- I would accept that characterization of him playing if I was you know playing Blood and Wine, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't have an issue with that part of it. But because really, I think you're, it's like sunsetting Geralt.
1: Exactly. It's the last thing they're gonna do with Geralt, apparently. So <laughs> yeah, it's him him riding off into the sunset on uh, in his uh, estate in Toussaint. Uh, but, yeah, I really, really, really like it so far. There's a ton of stuff. It's going to take me a while to get through it all. ton of side missions, lots of new gear, um, lots of witchering to do. Yeah. It's good stuff. Really good stuff. They really knocked it out of the park with their DLC. So I'll continue to play that.
2: Yeah. And I'm looking forward to uh, whatever we get next out of CD Projekt Red. Cyberpunk yeah how far off of that from that do you think we are mm. a couple of years
1: i'm hoping next year it comes out next year mm. but i don't know i don't know how far along they are so that's that that's what i played <clears throat> let me call it feedback here yeah feedback all
2: right uh, uh just give me one second sure
1: Always waiting on Corey. Yeah. Well, I think he put on a pot of coffee. I think he was going to get his cup of coffee. Oh. oh okay. That's a ex- good excuse then.
4: Yeah. Did you guys see that Legendary Pictures is doing a live action uh, Pokemon movie?
1: Oh, yeah. Didn't take him long to snatch that up. I read yeah. like three days after the release of Pokemon Go, there's already movie studios clamoring for the rights. How do you guys feel about that? I said they—they're out of ideas. They yeah. just latch on to anything that's popular and make a movie out of it, or things that yeah. are not popular, or things that were popular back in the day. Like I'm still angry that they made a battleship movie. Yeah, that's true. They did do a battleship they're movie. Taking board games and making movies out of them—that's ridiculous. Ugh, they have run out of ideas. You're right. <laughs> Or maybe not. They're for out of ideas. They're afraid of of
3: you know doing things,
1: doing new new ideas. You know. All right, uh, Idaho Jake says, "Hey guys, I was really wanting to play something other than Fallout. Uh, I tried to play, so I tried, or, so I tried to play Sleeping Dogs again, but it just didn't hit me. I borrowed Elder Scrolls online from a friend, and I really got into that. But I keep hearing good things about Red Dead." How Red Dead plays on X-Bone. So here it goes. I what I you, played that. that's what you pl- oh, yeah, You can talk <laughs> about it when we get when we get done with this. Okay. Uh, while the game looks great for such an old game and it runs a solid 30 frames per second, the only graphics that don't look great is nighttime sky because uh, the moon r- looks really bad and you can see the lines in the sky. But the sky looks great any other time, especially at sunset and how the shadows look so good. Uh, gameplay wise, it is a great game. The shooting is good, and the horse riding is not bad at all. I have better control over my horse in this than I did in The Witcher.
3: Stop, right there. <laughs> That's bullshit. Okay. The horse riding in Red Dead Redemption almost made me quit the game about twenty minutes in. Uh-huh. It was so bad. I don't remember being that frustrated by it with the with The Witcher. Okay. I know it wasn't good. Right. But I thought, oh, my God, I've had such a bad time with with the horse riding and Red Dead Redemption. Mm
1: -hmm. Go on. I really like how you can auto run with someone to follow them and how you have a whole conversation and find out more story. One thing I don't like is the animal skinning because it takes way too long. But I do like the side quest for hunting, survival and treasure rankings. I did have some hike ups because my disc was scratched up. So I ran it through my cleaner and boom, fixed it. I highly recommend you go back and try it. I don't know about you guys, but I am excited about the mini NES and mini NES a lot of the games are my favorite old games. For me, I don't have a Wii U or an emulator, and I don't care to do it uh, that way, and I also want to hold that controller again. Plus, I always have an itch to play Super Mario. I think this would be a cool thing to pull out and play when I have friends over, <clears throat> and it's not a bad price either. Now for Idaho Jake's question, what is your favorite game listed for the mini NES, and what is your favorite game on NES that others might not know about? For me, Bubble Bobble, just because my brother and I used to play that game a lot as kids. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2009, so I try to pass it on to my kids. But for the maybe unknown game is Gunsmoke, and it's the same reason I like Bubble Bobble. My brother and I played it for hours, trying to beat it, and we almost did. We only had one more boss, but we couldn't do it. Well, that's it for me. So get out of my email. Um, favorite NES game on the mini NES? Mario three. That'd probably be mine too. Yeah, probably. Same. I I just remember my the first time playing Mario three, like my mind just being blown. I feel like it's such a huge step up from. I don't know that I played two before I played three. I think I went from one to three. Uh, From Mario 1 to Mario 3. And it was just such a huge step up graphically and gameplay wise that I just remember my mind being just blown away by how awesome it was. So, Eric? Uh,
3: Yeah, I'd say Mario 3 too. Mario 3. That's that's Uh, pretty easy It's unanimous.
1: I think we... Pretty easy call. Yeah, I think we agreed too that that one would be the one that would hold up the best too. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh I might
2: if, I might play it tonight.
1: Yeah. I have all the all, pretty much all the Mario games on my Wii U for the on the virtual console. Uh favorite NES game that others might not know about. I think we did this a little while ago, didn't we? Mm.
2: Can't remember. I think we did something similar. Yeah. Oh, uh, shoot.
1: Mine would be Tecmo Super Bowl, which I talked about before. I played an ass-ton of Tecmo Super Bowl. I like that it had all the actual NFL franchises and you could, like, move around players a little bit. Uh, That was a great game.
2: Yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl was a really good game. Baseball Stars.
1: Baseball Stars was awesome.
2: I don't think I ever played that.
1: I don't know that it's one that people wouldn't have heard of, but.
2: I was actually just thinking today about an NES game. Chippendale Rescue Rangers was really good. Oh,
1: yeah. It was a good platformer. Uh, Peter Pan. Hook? Hook. Hook. Was that the one? Yeah.
2: Was I it... really liked Hook, speaking was... of uh, traveling to different biomes.
1: Was that the one you were thinking of?
2: No. No. What's that one? Uh... Oh, maybe it's a Super Nintendo game. It's like it's a match three, but you're like toad running around in the pit, moving the stuff around. That might be a SNES game. Yeah. Can't think of the name of it, though. That thing, I played that uh, relatively recently, and it kept me up literally all night.
3: Huh. Like
2: I stayed up all night playing it. Like in the last five years.
1: I like the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves game yeah that was
2: really
1: good uh the indiana jones and last crusade game for nintendo
2: i don't think i played that one yeah that was a good one what's the what's the robin hood one called just prince of thieves i think it's just prince of thieves yeah
1: it was you know based off the the um what the hell is kevin costner robin hood movie
2: shatterhand shatterhand it's like a <laughs> Is that platformer. A beat beat up? Yeah. Okay. Platformer. I don't really remember that one. Uh, you'd remember it if you saw it. We owned it. I don't know.
3: That's all I could think of.
2: Will?
1: Wool? It was a little before your time, right?
3: Oh, Valerie and Dick Tracy. Great call. Dick Tracy, yep. Love that game.
1: Yeah, I don't know a lot of these games, I guess. Yeah, it was a little before your time think um we were in the super nintendo days when you were around right
4: yeah and even then like i don't have too much memory of what i've played a lot well,
1: of all that it was playstation was that when you were first starting to play some games
4: yeah playstation and computer, computer were probably
1: the first time that i was playing games
4: because i would play unreal tournament uh 1999 uh, and final fantasy tactics and uh six and all that yeah seven um and those were those were probably my earliest games. I didn't even play 7, um, because I didn't play it until recently. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Yep, I did it for science for the podcast.
2: I just thought of one. Deja Vu.
1: Deja Vu. That was like a detective type of game, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was, it was like <laughs> a point and click Yeah, for the NES. Point and click adventure.
1: Mm-hmm. You right. you
2: like wake up and your head hurts and you find pills. That's right. And you don't you have amnesia, I think.
1: Yeah. I remember going into the sewer and like hiding evidence for something in the sewer. Yeah. In the water in the sewer. What a
2: silly game. It was a silly game.
1: <clears throat> okay. Anything else? Alright. Nay. 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 I got nothing. Tito NLA says, show recommendation. If anyone loves 1980s sci-fi fantasy adventure horror much, like E.T., Poltergeist, and The Goonies, then I definitely recommend Stranger Things. Eight episodes of pure nostalgia-driven 80s goodness. It's something different than ever everything else on Netflix coming out. I think you guys will like it. <clears throat> I'd like to give it a shot. Uh, it sounds really interesting to me, the concept. So
2: I did think... Um... To offer a counterpoint, that a lot of the performances were really bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not a rider? Oh my god, she drove me insane.
1: Well, is she supposed to drive you insane? No, no. Okay,
2: <clears throat> I'll give her a little bit of credit and say that it was she. She played it. She is the mother of the lost child, uh-huh. and people think she's a loon, but she's just constantly yelling and freaking out and crying for the entirety of the series. And I get, like, that would be the reaction of a woman who lost, you know, her child. But there's no nuance to her performance. Right. It's just one speed, raving loon.
1: Okay. (laughs) Gotcha.
3: That's a great... That's one of my favorite ways to describe a person. Loon? Loon? Raving loon. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, And then Tito says, Terry Crews. Last thing, Terry Crews has joined the PC Master Race. Him and his son posted a Facebook video of their PC build. Finally done, and his son is playing Rocket League. I'll see you guys around. Smart boy. I I saw this posted. I haven't watched it yet. I'll have to watch it because I, I like Terry Crews. He's a he's a fun
4: yeah, guy. Yeah, I do too. Sounds like after his Battlefield 1 uh, gameplay, he got into gaming.
3: It, that's what did it. And, I mean, surrounded by a group of gamers like he was, how could it not? <laughs>
4: He's the meathead watching everybody smoke pot.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <coughs> Former NFLer.
3: Oh, was he really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. He's, Who did he play was for? Was he a defensive
1: you – know? uh, the Panthers, I think? Was he a defensive back or a linebacker?
3: Oh, he's a big dude. He looks oh, – he'd have had Google. to been a linebacker, if, if not lineman.
4: NFL. Um... He's
3: built like a linebacker.
4: He was drafted by the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, okay. okay. Um, played for the Rams, the Chargers, the Redskins, the Eagles. Oh, not Bounced the around. What's the same position? He also revealed in an interview with Adam Carolla that he painted portraits of his teammates in order
1: to supplement his income.
3: <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny.
1: He's quite the guy. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> what position did he play? <clears throat> Uh, one like, sec,
4: let me look a little bit.
3: Yeah, he's really good on Brooklyn 9 9.
4: Yeah. So, position. The wiki page didn't tell me. Oh, really? Defensive end. Defensive end, yeah. Really?
3: He's a big dude. Yeah, I, I knew he was
1: big, I didn't know he was, like, tall. You know, yeah. I always pictured him at like the linebacker height, like six one, six two. I guess he also played linebacker too. So yeah, uh, so one of those. Maybe yeah, one of those defensive end linebackers. Betweener, yeah, <clears> three <throat> four. That's defense. why he
3: bounced around because he didn't really have a spot.
1: Okay. All right, uh, Miguel in California says, what's up, gentlemen? Uh, Miguel from Valencia, California. Just want to thank you guys again for the great podcast. I'm still listening, but I haven't had the chance to give feedback. Your podcast has helped me get through two hours, uh, two hours one way, commute to school. Uh, Two words for L.A. traffic, steamy turd. Corey, I know you're familiar with L.A. traffic. Indeed. I have a couple questions and topic. One, it is a hockey question, and, of course, I have a gaming question. Uh, first of all, to your anti-sports fans who are probably thinking right now, dude, find a hockey podcast if you have hockey questions. And to them I say, relax, those worn out, overused, let them breathe butt cheeks because my boys, the TSA crews, seem to have pretty good hockey—not pretty good knowledge of hockey. <clears throat> so with that said, I'm a Ducks fan. I grew up watching the Mighty Ducks, which lead me to the Paul Correa and Timu Solane. Uh, of the worlds yes i had to google the spelling of those names uh timu (laughs) timu salani is a hard one too especially yeah yeah. you'd never you'd never guess korea either um just by hearing
2: k-o-r-e-a right yeah that's how you spell well that's how you spell the country paul korea
1: it is k-a-r-i-y i watched the ducks lose the stanley cup against the devils but i also watched them win one against the senators Uh, Now, the only thing I haven't done is watch a hockey game in person. So my goal this year is to watch a game at the Honda Center, but I'm torn on where is the best seat in the house. I've been to most major sporting events uh, where I have an idea where the best spot would be, and having front row seats doesn't necessarily mean it's the best seat to watch a game. What part of the pond would would you suggest, assuming you guys have been to any hockey games? What do you guys think? I have two answers for this. So I'll I let do you guys go It's ahead.
4: kind of subjective, uh, what you want to see. Because if you want to sit up higher, you'll see more of the play uh, develop and whatnot. But okay. if you sit
1: closer to the ice, you get a feel for how fast like the game really is. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say, Will. You really get a sense yeah. of, of the speed and size of the players uh, when you're sitting up close that you don't you de- don't get at all when you're sitting up high. Um, yeah. But yeah, f- strategically, like if you if you want to watch a game, uh, I like to sit on an end, too, so I'm not craning my neck from one end to the other. I like to sit high yep. up behind one of the goals and just look down <clears throat> like you would on NHL.
3: I like to sit high in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's where I I've, I've, would prefer to sit.
2: Mm-hmm. Of my favorite is on a blue line, just above the glass.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: So take your pick out of
2: those five. Yeah, spots. that's. I mean, that's the thing about <laughs> hockey. Like, I you, think really, you have to go to two s- games. Yeah, more so than other sports. Like, it's it's more difficult to get a bad seat in a hockey arena, I think, yeah. than it is in in other sports venues.
1: Sure, you could really sit just about anywhere and have a decent decent view. Uh, even NHL arenas, like if you sit in the lower bowl, like in the back, it's still like a decent seat, you know. Uh, yeah, my suggestion. Yeah, I, I've-
2: I mean, it, it depends, like, to, to if you're going to a sellout game, then you're going to get the intensity no matter what. But, like, if you're going to a game that doesn't sell out and you're in, like, the top corner, it's probably not going to be it's ideal. a great
1: experience, yeah. <clears throat> Here's my suggestion. Uh, if you're going to go to a Ducks game, sit up high, because it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, and then go to a Gull, San Diego Gulls game and try to get sit like, right on the glass. That'll be mm. a little bit cheaper. It's the HL. It's still quality hockey. Uh, you'll still get a good feel for the size and skill and stuff and speed of the players, um, but it, it won't cost you an arm and a leg to sit on the glass or really close to the glass. I don't know how close you yeah. are to San Diego, but that's what I would do, make a trip. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty good advice. Because um, <coughs> even, like, I hadn't gone to a
4: Bampton Senators game in probably two years, and I went this past season. Uh, and was blown away by how, like, fast the AHL has become. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you've been to a few junior games, too. uh Canadian juniors, but, you know, not yeah. AHL in in a little while.
4: Yeah, it was just McDavid skating circles around everybody.
3: Right.
1: Right. Okay. Child's play. Yeah. Up. Uh, He says, all right, back to gaming. Now, I love going back into time and reminiscing on playing a ton of games as a kid, but also enjoying playing with friends and family. So this question, you need need to go back into time. Uh, It seems that all four of you grew up together, brothers or not. Uh, So with that said, what one game can you think of in the past that you can say remind uh, remind you of each other as kids or teens and why? For example... The game that makes me think of Dan is Mario Kart 8 because Dan must have been a plumber in his past life. Haha, ha, just kidding. <laughs> uh, if you saw how my pants fit around my waist, you would definitely think I had I have plumber's blood in me. <clears throat> you know, plumber's butt. My pants, just they just don't fit, you know? Sure. I need to have a tailor. Uh, so what Mine one game...
3: Mine tend to do the same thing. What's that? I don't have a butt. okay. So my pants will sag off my ass. Mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. Yeah, it's uh, Christy's convinced that it's because I've sat on my ass for so long oh, playing video games. That's why that it's flat. It disappeared.
1: Our dad used to tell us that when we were younger.
3: Oh, see, flat butts. Yep. Yeah, video, video, game
1: video
2: gaming. Butt. You just need suspenders, Eric. <laughs> Maybe I'll suggest that next time. Try them.
1: I just need there pants that fit
4: better. Start
1: wearing those. Uh, so, what one game for each other would you say remind you of them? I was hoping to. Uh catch you guys playing Rocket League, but honestly, I don't have any idea what usernames you guys are using, uh, unless you guys like to keep your stuff private, which I understand. Once again, I apologize for the bad grammar or missing words. That's all for me, Avenger out. Thanks, Miguel. Um Will, I'll I'll start. Will, uh the game I think of of Will is uh Age of Empires 2. Yeah. Playing back back like as that. a kid. Uh,
2: and Club Penguin. No,
1: I didn't see as much of that. I played that like
2: a year ago. Club, Penguin. how is it? Does it still hold up? Yeah, it holds up. Uh, I got banned, but I remember mom like uh, you asking mom for money for Club Penguin for stuff because there's like a bunch of microtransactions, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And don't... I, just, oh. I remember thinking to myself like, man, when Dan and I were this young, mom would never give us money for this. <laughs>
1: no. No, sir.
4: The uh, last time I played, I said to somebody, I don't mean to brag, but I signed up without my parents' permission, <laughs> and
1: I ended up getting banned. Really?
4: Yeah. That's funny. That's
2: funny. <laughs>
1: Corey, the game I, that makes me think of you is Final Fantasy VI. That shouldn't okay. price. right. I'll take it. And for Eric, Bond.
3: Jim, really? Really?
1: Bond, not necessarily the Nintendo 64 version,
3: the PlayStation but the one.
1: one we used to play on PlayStation.
3: Yeah. And we can never remember I which don't, one it was.
1: That's what makes me think of it, because we can never remember <laughs> the goddamn name. We look it up every time, and we're still like, uh, we I do. don't know if that was it. Yeah. Yeah, we go back and forth about which one it was. <laughs> yeah. But if it wasn't that, it would be Halo. Okay. Cause we, you know, I have a we,
3: different one for you. Dan. You
1: know how much time we spent playing Halo together.
3: We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Dan, the first game that came to mind was, uh, I don't, I think it was Tecmo Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what grade we were in, but you had a birthday party, mm-hmm. and you and I were the only ones that stayed up past whatever time it was. But I distinctly remember your parents telling us we needed to be asleep by whatever time. Yep. But you and I stayed up playing Tecmo Bowl or Super Bowl when everybody else was asleep. And then you heard your dad stirring around getting ready to go to work at like four or five in the morning, so mm-hmm. we pretended we were asleep. Yep. So that was the first game I thought of. But if it wasn't that it would have been Halo for sure. Was
1: that in like um, third or fourth grade probably? It was
3: third grade. Third grade. It was third grade. Yep. Okay. The same year of the infamous Joe Ingram incident.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is the story you can share or yeah,
3: no sure uh, it's not super funny we were just teasing but, hey, them. without without knowing the people <laughs> i was probably mostly me teasing these two other people no and dan no
1: it was our, the third party that was involved that did most of the who teasing. was the third party
3: sean oh was Missy. it sean yeah okay yeah so a third party was involved teasing a couple of guys who didn't take too kindly to it so they they chased us around the uh the playground, and <laughs> I have just been slow my entire life. So I remember they were catching up to me. So what I did was I dropped into a ball, and they tripped over me. Uh-huh. Whoever it was that was chasing me, and I ran inside. There <laughs> you go. Been a pussy since day one.
2: That's using the old noggin is what <laughs> that, that is. Yep.
3: You got to resort to those kinds of things when you're slow. <laughs> um, Corey, it would probably be Halo. Uh, from Jared's basement, but I could also say Rocket League mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And for Will, I didn't really play many video games with Will growing up, so it would probably be Heroes of the Storm for me.
1: Mm-hmm. So Nice. Yeah. Okay. Will, what do you got?
4: Uh, okay, so with Eric, I think of Call of Duty 4.
3: Mm. Did we play did that I together? That... Yeah, we did. Okay
4: um it wasn't we didn't play a lot of it together because i just got an xbox at that point um after like world of war had come out so okay with cory i think of final fantasy 6 that's definitely the one and with dan uh crusader kings 2 is the first one that came to my mind
1: Mm -hmm. um because you put what a thousand hours in that no it was a little over 200 no, I'll just say uh.
3: 100.
1: <laughs> you should see some of the crazy amounts of hours people put into that game. Like, on the reviews, it tells you how many hours you've played. Some people yeah. are like three, 4,000 hours in Crusader Kings 2.
4: That's insane. Yep. Jeez.
1: I'll actually look now because I'm curious. They're pretty high. <clears throat> okay, Corey, what do you got?
2: Um, Will, Dan, I think you covered both of them. Age of Empires... Uh, and I threw Club Penguin in there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, Will was playing EverQuest early on and yep. knew things, like, before he could even talk, which is <laughs> bizarre. You know, he, kid, he was hanging
3: Paladol Caverns before any of
2: us. Yeah, kids are funny like that. Like, they make up for their inability to communicate with just, like, memory. Yeah. It's weird. And endless yeah. amounts
4: of free time. Yeah. I still can't even speak that well. <laughs>
2: Dan is tough because, like, not that there isn't a game, it's just that there's so many. Because when Dan was, like, 16 and started making money, he would buy a bunch of games. And I was at that age where I had nothing but time to play the games that he would buy. Because, what are you, four years older than me, Dan? Three? Four? Yeah. Yes. I mean, so when you were 16, I was 12, 13. You know, I was at that age where I was coherent enough to... understand and and play all types of games but i mean like the first ever quest is obviously one because we made a special trip to go buy a video card so we could do it
1: yeah before i even really knew what i was doing
2: uh with computers i remember i broke your master of orion three disc
1: didn't it explode in the disc drive or something
2: yeah but of course you blame me because i was the one that put it in or something
1: i feel like i only played that game for like a couple hours that's because was it wasn't it. very good. Yeah, it was terrible.
2: <clears throat> but I made right and sent an email to the the publisher, and and they had me send the game, and they sent us another one.
1: I don't remember any of that.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's just lots, lots of games for Dan.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there really is a lot.
2: I had a hard time picking one as well. Eric is Tekken and Tag. Mm. Made a
3: lot. That was of... the same era as the Bond. Yeah. Time. yeah, yeah, it was. We used to swap between the two. Those were the days,
2: and honestly, every time I I see Final Fantasy VIII or boot up Final Fantasy VIII, I think of Eric because <laughs> isn't yeah, that funny? Yeah, you co-played it with your cousin.
3: The last genre that I usually play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. I got a guy with, uh, not to interrupt, but 3,285 hours playing Crusader this Kings 2. He says, meh. Oh, wow. He said, on his review, he says, meh. The phone only lasts for a little bit, so I didn't play very long.
3: <laughs> That's great.
1: Someone else, line. 4,121 hours. Pretty cool. cool game. Haven't played it much, though. <laughs> so, so modest.
3: Some people are funny.
1: <clears throat> but anyway. Go ahead, Corey. Uh, I'm uh, I'm done. Okay. All right. Uh, is that everything? Good question, though. Yeah, it was a good question.
3: Yeah, it was. <sighs> yeah, I think that's everything, Dan. Thanks.
1: Okay. Yeah. So next week we're going to be talking about. Uh, thanks for the feedback, everyone. Too. Yeah. Uh, it's nice, nice, nice to have a meaty feedback section. Um. Next week we're going to be talking about I am Satsuna. We'll do our our full episode on it um and then after that who knows we got uh who knows no man's sky coming up here pretty soon
3: some good indie games coming out some good indie that games that i wasn't aware of too yeah what's coming up oh we didn't do what we
2: didn't play no but we can just save that for next week okay oh starbound we could probably do a starbound episode if everybody's in on that
1: yeah i could give a yeah, shot
2: comes out friday the batman telltale episode one is august 2nd
3: oh that's soon i uh, might be nice. able to talk myself into that
1: the new deus ex comes out at the end of august right middle of august is the
2: 19th 23rd 23rd
3: pacifist playthrough again will
1: oh my god yeah for the first one nice.
3: yep
4: Your that's first? usually my first playthrough is Pass pacifist oh really mm-hmm. nice
3: It's wild, man. Crazy. I don't like
1: killing. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so that'll do it for episode 261 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan.
2: I'm Eric. Will. Corey.
1: Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.